This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Because a lot of you have two jobs. It's not because the unemployment rate is really what it, you know, you think it might be. No, there's still a lot of people without work. It's the problem is inflation so high so many have to work two jobs you know what i'm saying so and then you got the the, this new president takes over you know the last two have printed all this crazy money but then the new guy takes over he kills the pipeline which then kills the middle class because the gas prices go up mom and dad have got to spend more gas for food for everything and you know that's why middle class got hurt because of you know Good old Joe cutting off the, the gas line. I mean, it's just every decision that's made by Bernanke, by Powell, by Yellen, by Trump or Biden or Obama or whoever, it's, it's all, all of this is built up over time. This is not one person's doing. This is all of them chipping in is what I keep trying to tell you all. You know, you people keep choosing sides. <laughs> You, what you don't realize is both sides bury your ass. But, you, you know, that's what this is all. And it's going to be impossible to, oh, we're going to get inflation down to 2%, Powell says. Get the hell out of here, dude. You have no shot at ever doing that. We're going to have normal inflation like between closer to 4%. It'll be three something. That's the, that's the low it'll get. It'll never get down to the twos again. It's just so stupid. And it just, you know, you wake up in the morning, you see this going on and, you know, more and more it just tells me why Bitcoin is going to dominate when it's all said and done. And, you know, whatever, you'll see. But, you know, it's all right. We, we give the Nobel Peace Prize to the guy that just blows our economy up. That's all, that's all good. It's all good. The guy that laid the foundation for this mess is the guy that has the Nobel Peace Prize. So, uh, you know, uh, whatever. But, okay, I'm done. Anyway, uh, we got a lot of things to talk about uh, locally. Got a lot of stuff going on, man. Uh, Dolphins get a new coach. Uh, Heat back in action tonight against the Bucks. We got the Panthers in a very desperate game tonight. Uh, we've got Inter-Miami opening up the season tomorrow. Got boxing tonight at Hialeah Park. Got the Drone Racing League on Saturday at Lone Depot Park. So there's a, I think there's a couple things going on locally. Just a bit. So you got, you got some stuff going on. Ira Winderman will join us at 1030. Manny Navarro will stop by at 11. So we've got some guests coming in. It's a beautiful thing. Frankie, I know Frankie's, Frankie will be at the boxing event because he, he's one of the guys that won tickets. So there you go. All right. I see it. Let's see what we got on the, uh, you see on the chat board here. Uh, Rosendo, good, good Friday blessing, Big O Nation. I pray that this Friday brings to your heart a sense of thankfulness for all the, uh, that all that God has done in your life. Thank you, Rosendo. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, let's see. Brian Walters is in. I see he's number one in Kyle Cockrell and Giovanni into extreme... Uh, Lamar is going to get paid for his name because as a QB, he's mediocre and probably the most overrated player in the league. Um, 
Yeah, I'll address the. There's a new thing that came out, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, soon. Alexis Palenzuela is in. Um, Giovanni says every time that drone racing ad pops on, I look around to see what the heck that noise is, or is it Cam Wolf on the air? Wolfpack howling. <laughs> Jamie says good morning, Big O and Sean Finns Nation from San Jose. I hope everybody had a great week. Time to get ready for the weekend. And he says the very important smash that like button. Very important. And subscribe, please. Help us get to 20,000, man. We have uh, stalled here in the middle of 17,000. TGIF from Nizzle. True Fin Fan. Frankie Fresco. Uh, let's see. Alexis says, just got tickets for AEW at Florida Live. There you go. Steve Chapman is in. Carlos Cigarro. Uh, yeah, not a peace prize. Yep. Andy Jackson. Lisa Rose. Let's see. She says, morning, y'all. Yeah, baby. Gonna see Pink in the 305. Now, I don't know if she'll go as crazy as the last time she she came here years ago with my wife and my daughter, and they were, um, she was like doing athletic stuff, hanging from the wires and singing upside down. And, you know, I don't know if she's still going to do a lot of the, the crazy athletic stuff, but I tell you, she she will put on a show. She's good, man. She's good. She's rich. She's real talent. And there's a there's a lot of stuff in the music business nowadays that I see, and it's like, eh, not a lot of respect for it. But she's one of those that you got to respect, whether you like her music or not or whatever. I don't care, but she's she's the real deal, no doubt about that. Backyard Nature says uh, I just bought a Snickers and it was one ninety nine last year, ninety nine. Pretty crazy stuff. I know, I know. That's why a lot of you have two jobs. Eddie Lep is in. Andy Jackson says, Jekyll Island 110 years ago is when inflation started. Well, all I know is that it's gotten crazy. And, boy, I'll tell you. Lisa says, she says she's going to do all the same acrobatic stuff. I'm excited, especially if there's a Finns game. Yeah, that'll be good for you. Yeah, that'll be good. And if she's if she is going to put on a show like that, that'll be really cool. Really, really cool. She puts on a show, man. You know, she she understands entertainment. So she's got a, a wicked voice. Everybody knows that. She's got good music. And then on top of all of that, she just puts on a performance. You know, she's athletic, man. You'll see. You'll see when you watch it. Why are you shaking your head? You know? You know about Pink or something? You seen her live or something? You just... I just agree with you sometimes. I, I agree with you every once in a while. It's not always. I don't always just just like no. <laughs> so you've seen Pink's athletic uh, athleticness. I saw her do her uh, prowess. One performance on one of the show, one of the award shows. She did a pretty cool little yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, you know, when it comes to music, I don't. So she's starting a tour now. Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that why all the stuff's coming out now with about her and Madonna not liking her, Madonna not liking her, or something like that? I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. But yeah, she's. No, you're talking about the. You're talking not Madonna. You're talking um, 
uh, Christina Aguilera. Well, no, that came out a week ago. Yesterday, yeah. it was something about Madonna. And oh, okay. No, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I but saw now it's one. making sense. because no, I saw the Lady out, so. Marmalade video stuff, yeah. and, uh, and she she said that her and Christina yeah. swatter into the bridge. Like, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. It was like on a podcast or something, so of course it came out. You know, it was just picked the little thing. Right. Madonna's kind of in the news right now, too. It, it, it's what we do, bro. Like, I, it's kind of part of my, you know, my rant yesterday on the Dolphins that it's just too easy to, you know, the media doesn't want to really write positive stuff. The editors and their producers or executive producers, if they're writing or on air or whatever, they want to find dirt, bro. They want to find negativity. That's kind of what it is. It's not about finding any positivity. You know, talking about something positive is is uh, not not as sexy. You know what I mean? And to me, that's what you know. If you you can go back and listen to my rant yesterday on the Dolphins, uh, I find it really odd to take a negative point of view on the Dolphins when I think uh, this is any Dolphin fan should be the most positive they've ever been about the Dolphins uh, last year and this year in the direction that they're headed in. That's all, and and but but again, that's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be more about the negativity. It's more about the drama. It's more about you know making what if you know this guy can't hold up or that guy or you know it's all about whatever negativity that that comes with it. That that's what they're going to ride because that's what you guys will react to. You know, you guys are going to react to all the bad stories in the in the news. You're not going to react to any of the good stories. You're not going to, they're not going to get a lot of page views from the fireman saving the cat or the dog or, or the grandmother or something like that. But the shooting, it's going to get a whole bunch of views and it's going to get way more traffic. And that's what they see that this is what the world is. And that's the, that's the stuff that I can't, I can't believe. Alarmo, Alarmo has many jobs, more, more than two, Frankie. Yeah, because he's with us on the broadcast. He's protecting our homes with our alarm systems. He's providing heating oil for many Americans out there, saving you money. Alarmo does a lot of things. Meanwhile, while holding his arm up the entire time. never Notice how it never gets tired. We're here for three hours, and the guy doesn't lower his arm. It's pretty, and he held, holds up the shield, too. I mean, Roger Goodell would be very proud of Alarmo, the way he protects the shield. I'm telling you. It'd be really, really good stuff there, man. All right, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Man, you win big on Barcelona. Bye-bye, Barcelona. That's my team. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Most positive in 20 years, says Carlos. You should be, bro. You should be. So how do I approach the Heat game tonight? What's the line? The Bucks are favored by one and a half at home. It's like not enough points. Yeah, that's true. There is no, no Giannis. No Giannis. So you and should... Kevin Love is going to make his... Debut. debut in a heat and you know how that and, happens and, and cody zeller so yeah but the great cody zeller. love's gonna go like eight for eight from the three-point line just to get everybody hyped up on what on the heat this is what this is what's gonna happen tonight heat big 
take the points, right? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, they're undefeated without Giannis. Yeah. They're defeated with Giannis. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think that it's a safe play to take the Heat plus the points. Depot is back, too, by the way, and so is Tyler. No, it's a, it's a runaway. Okay, Lousy, Kyle Lousy's not playing. But, I mean, do you really need Kyle Lousy? Do you really need that guy there anymore? I'd rather just roll with Gabe Vincent at this point, to be quite honest with you. And, and I will say this, uh, and we'll talk to Ira here at the bottom of the hour uh, with this. I don't think it's going to be a problem to get Kevin Love or Cody Zellner involved in the offense and involved on the team. I think those guys are super smart players. They have a role that has not been filled all year by this team because they don't really have those kind of players. Now that they do, and they have enough smart guys on this team that know how to pass, I, I, I believe that you're, you're not going to have a problem in – there's not going to be a lot of, you know, chemistry issues with Kevin Love and Cody Zellner. I think these guys will be pretty seamless, put it that way. You know, they, they, they know exactly what they have to do, and it's a role that I think this team's desperately needed to fill, and it kind of brings more balance to the team again. Like I've said before, this is not going to put them over the top. Just makes them a little bit more complete right now. You know, that's all. If it turns into one extra victory, I'd be shocked. But that's about it. Uh, you're, you're not going to get a ton of victories out of these changes. But you will get better balance and a more competitive team night in and night out. I will say that. So Bucks favored by one and a half. I think you're right. I think uh, we're going to go heat plus one and a half here uh, tonight. Got to keep the streak going, bro. We've been on a nice little roll here, especially with UM helping us uh, a couple days ago with that obvious uh, game against uh, Virginia Tech. Now the real game, by the way, that could get ugly is the Panthers. And I say that because the Sabres and the Panthers play tonight. Florida Live Arena. Panthers have 64 points. Sabres are right behind them at 62. But there's a huge difference here. Sabres have four games in hand. Did you know that the Panthers have played the second most games in the conference? The Islanders, I believe no, it we're is, usually are the Rangers. That team with the games in hand. Right. The Islanders or the Rangers have 61. And then the Panthers are at 60. And the Sabres are at 56. Mm. They have four games in hand on the, on the Panthers, dude. So they're going to have way more opportunities to pass you up now. And the Panthers, this is like a must win for the Panthers. Because even if you win, it doesn't guarantee you anything because they still have four games more to play over you. You you only lead you're only leading them by two points with a four game advantage, and you have games advantage over almost everybody in the league. Like there's a bunch of teams with fifty six and fifty seven and fifty eight, and you're at sixty. This is a, like a really important game for the Panthers, coming down the stretch here. They, they they are more backed up against the wall 
than most teams because they have no games in hand. None. Everyone else has got the games in hand. That's, that, that's a really tough situation. Florida, by the way, and I got to say this, unfortunately, they are favored by a goal and a half. I would take Buffalo. Even with, op- op- you know, with an empty netter and everything, Buffalo. Yeah. I'm going to take Buffalo plus the goal and a half in this game. How crazy is that? And then we've got Inter-Miami and Montreal. I have not watched anything this year because it has not, they haven't played anything. So uh, right now, I, 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 the money line, Inter is favored minus 120. Montreal's plus 100. I wouldn't put any, any money on this. Minus half a goal, Inter is plus 140. Minus half a goal, Montreal, plus 165. So Miami is slightly favored in this game, but I don't know what I'm getting. So And you can't really take anything away from the preseason and the friendlies, no. right? Because nobody played. No. They weren't playing anybody every yeah. during and, there. So And I didn't watch them that closely. So. Yeah, but I mean there was nobody out there. I never saw Martinez never touched the pitch, I don't believe, ever. I think the only time they played their actual you know, close to it, there was a two two draw at the end against Austin F C. Right. But again, not everybody played, so but the good, I guess the good thing is they're scoring goals, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. every game I think they scored a goal. Well, I'm with Panizo. You know, Campana has to stay healthy, and he has to, you know, return to form and play well. Would be nice. Uh, Kevin Beal, thank you for the love on the super chat, my man. Uh, Big O, who would you rather have a beer and cigar with? Kyrie Irving ugh, or Deshaun Watson? Also, can Jalen Phillips... Get to Cam Wake's level once he hits prime. Oh, no. Jalen Phillips is going to be better than Cam Wake. How do you like them apples? Jalen Phillips has stud material. He's the kind of guy that he has Jason Taylor-like talent. Now, will he get to Jason Taylor? That's high praise, and I'm not going to put those kind of expectations on the young man. I've already put some serious expectations by telling you he'll be better than Cam Wake. Why? Because I think Jalen Phillips will be better than Cam Wake because he's a better athlete. He's gonna he's gonna be better in coverage. He's gonna be better, I believe, in the run. And you know he'll be a sack artist just like Cam Wake. But I think he'll be more well-rounded than Cam Wake was. Cam Wake wasn't great against the run, and you did not want him dropping back in in, in coverage. That was not Cam Wake's thing. So Cam was kind of, um, I hate to say it, great, but he was more one-dimensional as a pass rusher than somebody like Jason Taylor or Jalen Phillips. So Jalen Phillips, for me, will be in between Jason Taylor and Cam Wake, okay, because he has JT ability, and because he has JT ability, he should be better than Cam Wake. He should be a sack artist, just like Cam Wake, but then he will add all those other elements. And my brother, you pick two guys that I don't want to have a beer and a cigar with. I don't want to have, I mean, you know what? I'll say Kyrie Irving. Okay? I'll say Kyrie Irving because I'll enjoy laughing at him. I'll, I'll be picking, we'll end up in a fight for sure. He and I will end up in a fight. Because I will absolutely embarrass him for flat earth and 
stupid shit that he has said, you know, liking Alex Jones tweets, like, you know, those kind of things, I would annihilate him for that. So he would probably end up fighting with me. And I might enjoy that. So, you know, uh, I, I, would, I would probably go in that direction. You know, cigar and a beer with him. That's, uh, that's probably what I would do just for my entertainment purposes of just annihilating his stupid ass for all his ignorant crap that he pulls. Right? And uh, that's all. Make the millennial cry or something, I don't know. Make him feel bad or something. I probably would enjoy that. You know, the, the Alex Jones one alone, I have an hour of material that I would unload on him. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that would come to the park and we would probably obliterate. Yeah. I could see, I could see Kyrie Irving going to our park as a kid and leaving crying. And by the way, in our day, there was no, none of that. You either stood up for yourself or, or get lost. There was none of that softness that goes on in today's world and all that where you go cry and you want mommy and daddy to go talk to somebody else's parents about bullying and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't play those games. We, you you, know, you kind of learned how to stand up for yourself. We, we, don't, uh, we don't cry soft-ass generation that we got going on now. Weak-ass generation we got going on now. Uh, Michael Fasak, all I want is the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. I was uh, won the last time the Dolphins won the Super Bowl. That's, uh, we, we all want it, my brother. Oh, let's talk darkness retreat metrics. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to do four days. He only did two. Wouldn't that be a dusky retreat? Oh, when is a retreat truly dark? Uh, he only did two days? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Nobody's aware if he came into his I mean, decision? I, trust, I trust Dougie. So he's, he's one. Normally, I don't trust the listeners, but I would trust Dougie. But that's the, wow. He only did two days. I haven't read that. Uh, isn't it a four-day retreat? He did two days only. Talk about wimpy wimp. After you talk all that crap, you only stayed two days? I tell you. Thanks for the Bitcoin, at least. That's all I can say. Uh, let's see. Is Cam Wake a ring of honor? I think so. I think he belongs there with, like, I don't think that's a discussion. I would put, the, I would put him there automatically. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he's definitely a ring of honor guy. Um, no, Brian, I would not like, like Jalen Ramsey, okay? Um, he's way too much money, and you're going to have to trade picks and all that. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, let's see. By the way, I said Watson Irvin because I know how you feel about them, so it would be miserable. Yes, exactly. But it would be Irving because, I, you know, I would have fun ripping into him. 
Uh, let's see. Mike Nozone says, good morning, Big O. Very cool Iron Maiden shirt. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't wait for the next Iron Maiden shirt show, that is. Uh, and I'll get another Iron Maiden shirt then. Uh, Cam Wake can cover, but they didn't use him to... No, he, no, he can't. Terminator. That's not his thing. Don't, don't, don't invent shit, bro. Okay? All right. When you can cover, they will use you both ways because you can sell it. When you can't, they're going to put you in obvious passing down situations so you don't have to do that. Okay? So I, I disagree with you, my brother. He couldn't cover, and he wasn't great against the run. And if you can't live with the truth, I can't help you, my brother. Don't, don't tune into this show. But we, we don't make shit up here. Okay? We love Cam Wake. He's one of the greatest pass rushers in Dolphin history. He is not a complete defensive end. He was never that guy. So, not sure what you're watching, but I can tell you what I saw. Uh, one report says two days. Another says part of a third. Okay, it was still two. He's about, you know, after you talk all that crap about a four-day darkness retreat and you only stay two, uh, you know, you, you, you get no credit here, bro. And they, Adam Schefter sent out, um, it was a partially underground hobbit-like structure with 300 square feet of space devoid of light with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation mat on the floor. It is fully powered, so at any point the lights can be turned on from inside the room. I bet you he had the lights on a bunch of times. It says the retreat has three dark rooms, and they are booked for the next 18 months. What the hell is wrong with those people? Bro, bro you, you want a retreat? Get your ass on a Caribbean island, drink in hand, toes in my sand, woo! What a beautiful day. And if you have your beautiful girl with you, even better. That's the kind of therapy I want, bitch. I want to be on a, on a beach in Puerto Rico. I want to be on a beach in Hawaii. A, a beach in um, what, 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 Aruba. Aruba's got beautiful beaches. I've been to Aruba. Oh, awesome. You know what it is? I, 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 I've been to um, the, uh, the French Riviera. Monte Carlo, Khan's niece. In fact, when I went years ago, I was 18 years old. I went, the, I went the, at the time when the Khan's Film Festival was on. And, you know, you, you want therapy? That's what you do, bro. You know, I, I took my wife to Paris for our 25th wedding anniversary. You want therapy? Walk to Sien, bro. Take a, a, a boat in, uh, in, in the sunset. Have dinner. You know? That's therapy in a dark room for four days. What is wrong with you? That's not therapy. That's twisted. That's what you do after another bad dolphin season. Let's get to Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat and NBA report. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman. Let's go to a man that also believes four days in a dark room is also therapy. 
<laughs> I think one day I'm going to turn off my light here and not even put the screen on and just tell you I'm in a dark room taking care of my therapy because you know what? Every Wednesday we talk about red light therapy with redrecover.com. Maybe, maybe we'll try a little black light on our Acura Pembroke Pines reports on Monday and Friday. Um, isn't it therapy just to be in a beach somewhere in some, in some you know, tropical island somewhere with a drink in your hand, getting a little sun? That, that, that's pretty good therapy for me, Ira. I mean, to get you away know, from life, I'm good, I'm good like that. You know what, Big O? If you're going to take a minimalist approach, you probably aren't going to publicize it. Like, you're probably going to be minimalist about that also. This is all just the ongoing show. And I got to tell you, if you're just doing the one-year rental, like the Jets did with Brett Favre, and you're going to take that approach, you know, we've seen it with Peyton Manning before yeah. or with Tom Brady to an extent. I don't know if you want all the Aaron Rodgers drama also. Amen. I mean, because having a drama queen there also, say what you want about Tom Brady and, and, his, and his life off the field, but he's always been all about the game. It was only really drama the last year because of the divorce, unfortunately. And, again, that's... and, and that was an, 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 an ex, you know, extenuating circumstance, but right. it's been about the game. Aaron Rodgers, at the first sign of something going wrong, whether it's with the Buccaneers, whether it's with the Jets, whether it's back with the Packers, it's still going to be something. And here's the deal. You're going to have to groom your next quarterback regardless. Aaron Rodgers isn't going forever. And you saw what happened with the Jordan Love situation in Green Bay. So uh, that's a very tenuous thing. And anyone who's talking about that with the Dolphins, with what you have with Tua and the room to grow now, I find to be absolutely absurd. No, the, here's the best part about that story that really gets a twist. You're going to love this part because they're talking about the Jets. And, and remember, they've got his former coach there. So, But they need a decision quickly. But here's the problem with the Jets. And this is what the talk is around the NFL that Derek Carr or even Aaron Rodgers could be thinking about this. They they're not getting rid of Zach Wilson. So whoever goes in there, you got to kind of also be a mentor. And those two guys probably have no interest in mentoring. They're trying to finish out their careers. One wants to win a title for the first time and the other one if he goes there. But then here's the other part of it. Aaron Rodgers is not built for New York. He may be a great player, we know that, but th the way he, he is, he the is, way he's though. wired, Ira, I you know he it. He thinks he is, though. Just like he thought it could be hosted Jeopardy, he thinks he could do right. anything better than anyone, and then he'll realize what he stepped into. But his <laughs> ego is such that he thinks it, he can make it work there. I think at the end of the day, he winds up back in his comfort zone in Green Bay. It just makes too much sense. Or, or, the, or the Raiders. Or the Raiders, because yeah, that won't this, be that bad. The, this the is all for show also, and it's what he does. And I think you're much better just taking a hands-off approach in that situation. It also, Big O, shows you the beauty of a guy like a Ryan Fitzpatrick who comes in, who understands he's just a rental, who understands there's a young guy behind him who works with that young player at any of his most recent stops. That's the difference when you get a stopgap like that versus getting a stopgap ego. All right, uh, I was uh, listening to Oladipo yesterday, and uh, one of the things that I completely agree with him, and I think the Heat also saw this, and I think anybody with some general knowledge of the NBA, you acquired two intelligent players. You acquired two guys that can fill a position that hasn't been really filled right this year in today's kind of league. 
I, I don't think there's going to be a really tough transition with Kevin Love and Cody Zellner because they're smart, because they know their basketball, and, and because you have a lot of high, high IQ guys, too, on this team already as it is. I, I'm, I'm not expecting a lot of bumps in the road for those two guys. Yeah, they'll realize where they fit in, where they don't fit in. They're not going to make waves. They're not going to get in someone's way. It's, it's almost the opposite of the Russell Westbrook situation yeah. with the Clippers where he's trying to sort of – you know, revive a career, salvage who he is. You're not going to have any of that. I'm all for IQ. I'm all for intelligence. You still got to produce. For sure. And that's still, there's still our area of concerns and need on this team. And again, we talk about old rosters. Cody Zeller, 30 years old. Kevin Love, 34. Jimmy Butler, 33. Kyle Lowry, 36. Victor Oladipo, 30. This is an old roster. It'll still be interesting. Big O, this team has five back-to-backs left, including tonight in Milwaukee, and Saturday in Charlotte. Be very curious. That's five back-to-backs of their final 21 games, 23 games. Five of them will be the second night of back-to-backs. It'll be interesting with an older roster. You could make the argument they now have more depth to get through that. But you know what? You still need some of that youthful vitality. And I'm really curious. Jimmy Butler coming back from Argentina, that hellaciously long flight. If he had enough energy to do that during All-Star break, I don't want to hear he's limited to 28 minutes. Well, you saw, Dame, you saw Dane Lillard. What happened there? It's absurd. It's absurd that you have an all-star break and the Portland Trailblazers have two guys out for rest management tonight or yesterday in Damian Lillard and, and, and Jeremy Grant. You know what? Kurt Heelan and I speak about this on our radio. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. To his yeah. credit, they were locked in a plane for seven hours. It took a lot of energy to put that video and that rap video together. So maybe Dane was just so worn out from making that rap video that, you know, we have to understand why he took it off. Like, I mean, really, seriously, that, that they're in the middle of a playoff run. Well, like, maybe they aren't, but they could say they are, but maybe they're looking at draft choices instead. And, you know, you say one thing, you mean another. We're going to see a lot more of that down the stretch. Teams are going to decide it's not worth getting to the play in just to lose one game and be in the lottery with the worst seed. You're going to see some very interesting schematics by teams holding out players, and you just hope the Heat don't get burned by that when they're playing a team the Heat's competing with, whether it's New York, whether it's Brooklyn, maybe Cleveland. But that's the problem with an NBA and the draft meaning so much. We're going to see a lot of curious moves when it comes to injury report over these final six weeks of the season. Yeah. No, it's uh, – it's uh, uh, but tonight, uh, what we have, what, Depot's back – Tyler's back and no Kyle Lousy. I'll let you stick with the nicknames. Through only three players are out for the Heat: Nikolaovich, Kyle Lowry, and Omar Yurtsevin. I think we all expected Kyle to miss a little bit more time. I like what Eric Spoelstra said. And and again, oh, well, no matter where you stand on Kyle Lowry or not, you need him to be right, right, and be himself. When you're 36 years old, it's hard to be anything less than 100% and be effective. He gave his all for the first half of the season. He led the NBA in minutes over the first six weeks of the season. They did wear him down to a degree. Look, this is what I think. I don't need 75% Kyle Lowry. We've seen what that looks like. Give us hope. Tell us you're holding him out to get him back to 100%, and maybe we see one last hurrah, one last charge for Kyle Lowry. That makes the most sense. Hope with Kyle Lowry? Come on. There's no there's no hope with, with I'm sorry, with Mr. Lousy. There, there, come on. That he was hope pretty is... good the first half of the season. He was pretty good still this time was missing. So I'm not going to write him off just yet. And again, Big O, people who are writing off Kyle Lowry Lousy. are doing it because they think there's a better plan B. 
if there was in the buyout market, you can make an argument. It's Gabe Vincent. Right. Love Gabe Vincent. Love yeah. what he's done. He is a middle-of-the-road point guard. He is not a guy you say, that guy's going to get me to the Eastern Conference Finals. That guy's going to get me to the NBA Finals. So at least with Kyle, he can hold out hope, knowing Gabe can hold down the fort for now. Can, can we bring back Magic Johnson circa 1987, and then you can go to the Finals? Outside of that, they don't have a point guard that's going to take them to the Finals. And yet didn't make a move in that direction when Westbrook, no. when Beverly, when Bones Highland, when Reggie Jackson were out there. So obviously they have a certain thought that either Kyle gets back or the ball handling of Bam, the ball handling of Jimmy, of Tyler, of Gabe, that they have enough right there. But it was very curious that the Heat had two moves to make and neither was for a point guard. Oh, no. And by the way, you made me really, really happy by telling me or telling all of us in the Red Recover uh, show that uh, the Heat really were never really interested in, in Westbrook. And, and to that, I give a golf clap because that's progress because uh, there's been one stupid uh, contract after another and one dumb move after another well, the last would, eight that years. That wouldn't have been a contract. That wouldn't have been money. That what, just whatever. It, it, would have been, it would have been a dumb yes. move because he just doesn't fit. He's, he's inefficient. You don't need right. another inefficient player on a team that desperately needs more efficiency yeah. and more threes. And at least Kevin can help you out in that area. You know what I'm saying? Hope yeah, no, and Eric Spolster said it. He sees Kevin Love as a guy who can create spacing like Duncan yes. Robinson did at one point. For sure. That you know it's Kevin Love. And I've always mentioned this. It's not necessarily a three-point percentage. It's the respect that you have for players to play you honestly. That's what P.J. Tucker had last season. People knew he was sitting out there. They paid attention. That's what Kevin Love can do. Look, I'm really curious about Kevin Love. I'm, I'm more curious about him than I've been about a Heat player maybe in years because I know that he could be that Jay Crowder kind of player. He could be that type of late-season addition that does swing the pendulum, or he might not be. Need to see it, want to see it. Tough trip right now. Milwaukee tonight, Charlotte tomorrow. In Philadelphia on Monday, we'll get a good read before the Heat play their first home play home game after the All-Star break. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little different than you. I, I think it's an addition that they needed. It'll give them more balance. They're a little better team. But I don't think in the big picture it makes one bit of difference. I don't think you go any deeper in the playoffs. And you'll be lucky to win one extra game down the stretch because of it. I just think that you become a better team uh, and you you can be more competitive now, you know, down the stretch. That's what I think ends up happening for the Heat, that at least you're a better team. But I don't think this is the, you know, this is the, 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 the real difference maker. In order for him to do that, Ira, I think he would have to bring something to the table on defense. And I just see him more as a guy that really brings more balance to the offense. Yeah, but Eric could also hide him. I mean, he's hiding everyone the last few seasons in the zone defense. If you can hide Duncan and you can hide Tyler, well, hell, you're just trying to hide another guy. So I think I agree. He balances. Look, I wrote this in my Ask Ira at the Sun Suddenly yesterday, and I believe it. It's really a matter of the rest of the regular season how Jimmy Butler attacks it. Does it mean something to him? Does it mean everything to him? Does Jimmy Butler realize his life could be a lot easier if the Heat finish six and especially five? Or is it going to be the same old Jimmy Butler, wait till the playoffs and I'll be there, which he wasn't in 2021 against the Milwaukee Bucks when the Heat were swept out. So I am curious, the Heat need activated Jimmy Butler right now. Is Jimmy on board with that? We'll see that starting tonight in Milwaukee. Well, and one more thing for Jimmy, his life sure. will be a lot easier 
if he's not a general manager anymore and makes any more suggestions. Keep and we've it, seen that across keep, the yeah, league. And we yeah. saw that with keep LeBron. Suggestions. With we started with Lowry. You know yeah. what? Keep we your suggestions to yourself, buddy. We Please. saw it with the Clippers when Paul George and those players said they wanted Russell Westbrook. And to a degree, Lawrence Frank and Tyron Luke capitulated. If that doesn't work out, yeah, I agree. I, I think the pendulum does swing the other way now because of what you mentioned. Westbrook, that horrible trade with Washington when they gave up Kuzma and Montrell Harrell and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. The Heat when they gave up the possibility of Precious Achua, Cap Space, and Goran Dragic. Now what the Clippers have done with Westbrook. So, so yeah, I, I think now players might just stay in their lane a little bit more, and I think we'll all be better off because of that. I, I just want the Heat to go back to being who they were. They weren't ever really listening to players. They always did what they wanted to do, and whether it was right or wrong or whatever, we can live with it. But if you're also going to add another chef in the kitchen – it just becomes there's just too many chefs in the kitchen and and they i don't, I don't want the that great, to, they listen to arguably the greatest player in the game at his peak in lebron and you can see that with mike miller and some and ray allen shane battier chris chris birdman anderson that worked out yes if you have the best player in the game in his prime you're probably going to listen otherwise i think you have to sit back and say hey andy ellisberg is great pat riley still has the reputation eric spolster has personnel control let them, along with Adam Simon, Nick Harrison, handle that. We'll be better off, and I think that's the way they'll move going forward. Yeah, I'll take my chances there. Should should I go with the Heat with no Giannis uh, and plus one and a half because the Bucks are still favored by one and a half today without Giannis? I still think the Bucks have the better team with Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis is coming back tonight. I think the Bucks have the better players. I, and that tells you how good they are without Giannis. It's in Milwaukee. The Heat are two and zero oh against the Bucks without Giannis, but that was here. This is a tough spot. I also wonder, does Eric Spolstra measure minutes and say, hey, we got to get Charlotte tomorrow and oh. get at least a split here and see how they approach that? Oh, the bastard. You saw that, Sean? You see the nugget he threw there at the end? That is true. Oh, damn it. That clouds my uh, decision there. You, that was good. That was good, Ira. That was good. The Charlotte nugget was good. Yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catches worked at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. What are you working on leading up to the game tonight? Well, I spoke Eric Spolster's, uh his comments about, hey, we didn't know during the trade market that we were going to get Kevin Love in the buyout market. But now that we did, it worked out. He was honest. He said, we didn't know Kevin Love would be there. As soon as he was there, it's a no-brainer. Spoke to Omar Yurtsevin, his ongoing efforts in the Turkey earthquakes, what he's doing to help people. His family is safe. His cousin's family lost their home. He spoke about that. I spoke. I wrote a story about Jamari Bouye back with the Heat G League affiliate. Had a big game last night. He's still on their radar. And later I'm going to write about the uh, reunion again from Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo. A lot of people forget. Out of Indiana, Vic was the number two pick in 2013. Cody Zeller was the number four pick in 2013 that indiana team under tom crean was number one in the country for 10 weeks that season so they get it back together a yet another heat reunion we've seen it with butler and crowder we saw it with michael Mulder and bam Adebayo last season so the heat are building memories and creating reunions that'll be posted later at the sun sentinel follow him on twitter at ira heatbeat ira as always thank you my friend have a fantastic weekend We'll do it again Monday in our Acura Pembroke Pines Report. Thank you, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go. Ira Winderman, and we are out here at, uh, at Craig Zinn's Acura Pembroke Pines. 
and I'm looking at the lot and it is overflowing with vehicles, all kinds of selections. So you can get on down here, pick the car you want, the color you want, the style you want, the model you want, but more importantly, the price you want. It is the weekend, baby. They want to make you a great deal. Come on out to Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. I see David Dork is saying Barkov and Bennett are considered day-to-day. Not playing tonight, Maurice told me. Both are continuations of their previous injuries. Giovanni Smith has also been placed on the IR. Okay. So there you go. You got some of that going on, unfortunately. (sighs) Big game for them today. And Kirian Gibbs joins the Inter-Miami Broadcast Department. How about that? Yeah. Right. What else do we have going on? Crypto down. Bitcoin down a little bit more. I told you 23.8. It went 23.7. Went up to 23.8. Now it's at 23.4. So a little bit of a dip. As expected. Hmm. Didn't know this dip was coming. I have to... uh, dip into something else that uh, I wanted to get. How's what? Mining is going well. You know, I, uh, I, um, I, I do my mining and I'm, you know, the, the, I should get you started on it. You don't do anything. Your phone mines it automatically. Every 24, huh? No, don't do anything. Don't do anything. Wasn't that the thing with the computers? Like computers, they were yeah, or yeah, something yeah, at yeah, the yeah. beginning or something? Like- well, if you're, you know, if you live up north, right, and you're in the wintertime, the best thing you do is become a miner because those things are so hot, it'll warm up your house. And so, and all these, all these miners around the world that they have, you know, hundreds of machines and all that, they got to have the AC blasting. To, to keep all that stuff down, you know, and keep it cool. Did you see that teacher that had a whole mining rig in the school? I saw your retweet, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> she was, what, running it under the the floor? Yeah. Is that it was, the cooler it, and all that? Yeah, or? it was like on a roof in between the, the, the roof of the where the AC vents were oh, and all okay, that. okay, okay, okay. She had them stashed, and she had like 15 mining machines, dude. It was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and so they they found it because it obviously was using electricity. So the, their bill was probably out of control, and they're going, well, They got why? that highly apart casino bill. Yeah, they're like, yeah, exactly, and they're like, why is our electric bill so high? What the hell is going on? And eventually they ran, and they make noise. So they're not really quiet. So, you know, it must have given it away, too, if you have a, what's that noise? It's like being in the heat uh, media room. At the AAA, you've been in that media room. Like there's that buzz in that media room because they yeah. built they built the interview room next to a freaking generator. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only place left. Oh man, I love it. 
I love it. Uh, anyway. Uh, somebody took a shot at my glasses, saying uh, they want the, the 90s called for my glasses. These are brand new glasses, bro. My, my wife just got these from Oakley. Was this for my birthday or Christmas? I think it's Christmas. Yeah, it was Christmas. It was one of the two. And they're, and they're badass, by the way. I love them. So, yes, it's a... By the way, almost every lens has been done. They're just redoing them, and they come back and whatever. So it's not... I don't think there's a, a time or an era for glasses. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God, Big O, Sleep Token, maybe the hottest band in the world... I wanted Boyer fired for putting JP in coverage. Um, I don't know about Sleep Token, the band. I've never heard of them. And um, Jason, J- uh, look, oh, Jason Pierpoff. <laughs> Jalen Phillips um, will be a guy that will be in coverage. It's just a matter of him learning. That's kind of part of it. It's not that he can't do it. Some guys can't do it. He can do it. It's just a matter of learning and understanding and, and reading it right and all that kind of stuff. But Phillips is a guy that's going to be used that way. He's got that kind of skill set. Okay. Uh, Cigaro says, I'm going to ask a stupid question that I don't know whether or not it has been addressed. Is it BS that Riley was asleep and missed a lot? Yeah, that's all BS, bro. Come on, man. That's, that's why they do these kind of things, to get a rise out of you guys. You know, come on. Save your brain cells. Stupid chat. Stupid chat. Stupid chat. <laughs> uh, Carlos doesn't deserve that because he, he said, I'm, gonna ask, I'm going to ask a stupid question. I'm messing, Carlos. I'm yeah, messing. yeah, he knows you're messing. Um, yeah, just... No, I none of that is true. Dolphin 13, Big O, the East got weaker when Kevin Durant and Kyrie left Brooklyn. We don't know how good Miami will be. What we do know is we have a great coach. That's true. That is true. I just don't know if the players are good enough. They're certainly not good enough defensively, and they're certainly not good enough offensively, and that's a problem. Uh, let's see. Riley doesn't listen to anyone unless it's going to help the team. No, Riley does. Riley has listened to people. And anybody that thought Kyle Lowry was going to help you, you're on drugs. Okay? Because I never expected Kyle Lowry to help. Uh, that, that, that dude was done. That teacher should teach creative thinking. Hell yeah. You know what it reminds me of, Eddie? I remember that you know, we always, have, we always have Cuban people risking their lives trying to call, cross the Straits and cross the Gulf to get here and try to get to freedom, right? There was this one guy that got across on a 56 Bel Air. So my man made a, he sealed up a 56 Bel Air to a point where it became a boat and we sent that guy back. Like, you know, that, that, you got to make some, some, you know, exceptions here. And the dude that makes a 56 Bel Air, a boat, and crosses the Gulf and gets to South Florida, brother, I'm keeping that guy here. 
That guy is a positive to our country. Who knows what else he can do? That's one creative mofo right there. Just think about it. You drive into a puddle that's a little higher than your door, and that water's coming in right away. My man crossed the gulf in a 56 Bel Air out of Cuba, and he just came across like nothing. That's my, that's my kind of guy right there. That's how America's built on, with people like that. I mean, that, 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 that's props right there, dude. Kind of like when William and Mike at Cutter's Edge Pro, they're done with your, your, your business, you know, your condominium complex, your home. You're going to go, wow, this is amazing. And that's what you're, what's going to happen when you go to Cutter's Edge Pro. That's what it's all about. 954-472-0622. Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. We experience it. In fact, uh, the wife and I, tomorrow, we're going to be uh, doing a little lawn care tomorrow around the house because we, uh, we got one final piece done in our backyard that we needed. And uh, now it's like totally complete everything that is that we were looking forward to doing. And so now tomorrow I ended up getting a new blower also for the leaves to get them out of the way. Because in the front, man, the front yard, we have this tree right in our front yard that just lets out like four billion leaves. So we got to, you know, get rid of all those damn leaves off our off our yard. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting rid of all that crap uh, tomorrow. And, of course, dressing it all up and making it look great because Cutter's Edge Pro did an amazing job with our landscaping. In fact, we get compliments all the time from everybody in the cul-de-sac. Everybody drives through because we're the first house in the cul-de-sac. And they drive in. They say, hey, man, just want to tell you, great. And a couple of them have already called Cutter's Edge Pro because they remember, once you improve your landscaping, you're also increasing the value of your home. And then the best part about it is you don't realize it. Once you redo that yard, and especially the backyard, you're going to want to be in the backyard more often. And that's one of the things that me and the family are doing more often. Told you last weekend, the wife and the daughter and myself, we were playing a little golf. We were hitting, you know, we have a little putting green in our backyard. Uh, Cutter's Edge Pro can put a putting green in your backyard. It's a great way to work on your short game. Great way to have friends over, have some drinks, have a, play a game or two. Because sometimes we play a, you know, either a one-par or a two-par game and that kind of stuff, and we have some fun with that. You can have your drinks and enjoy. And then we were, we were playing a little uh, cornhole, too, on top of all of that. Really, really cool. I got to show you guys all of that stuff on video. I'm going to put it all on video. And they do it all. Uh, landscape, outdoor lighting, irrigation, artificial grass, and the artificial grass. My Lord. When Will told me about this, it's the greatest idea on, on planet Earth. If you have dogs like we do, they bring nothing back into the house because artificial turf doesn't allow it. That it is so easy to maintain, you're, and you're going to save hundreds and thousands of dollars in the long run because you're no longer watering the lawn all the time and cutting the damn grass every 10 to 14 days. No mud, no dirt, no nothing. It's awesome. So you walk out and you walk into the house, your wife won't be screaming at you because you're bringing in crap. There's nothing to bring in. It's awesome. 
telling you, artificial turf is the way to go. Super easy to maintain. 954-472-0622. Or check it out, cuttersedgepro.com. Go to the Instagram page, and you'll see a lot of their work. If you see the one house that has a putting green on the side of it, that's mine right there. Cuttersedgepro.com. All right, hour number two coming up. Manny Navarro is going to join us. We'll get into a little Canes talk with him. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get into your questions and comments to start off uh, hour number two after that. Got a couple of other things that I want to get into uh, going on around the NFL. One funny story around the NFL that I want to get to. Uh, another one with uh, Lamar Jackson, the delusional one. We'll get to that, too, also right here on the Big O Radio Show. Hour number two is next. There is no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. 
All righty, there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. How you What's doing? What's happening, brother? Not much, man. On a on a slow ass Friday, because boy, I'm sitting there going, "There's nothing really going on in UM's world right." Now. <laughs> it's like it is so slow right now. It, really, basketball is like the only thing going on that we really like. There's there's no new news. I was trying to see if there's anything when mm-hmm. I was prepping this morning, and I don't find like any new recruiting news. Uh, the yeah. coach, the coaching news. Uh, what do we have left? Yeah, I mean, you need to fill the uh, the receivers coach. Right, because uh, Harris position. got Harris is the running backs coach. They f- finalized right. that, so all you need is a receivers coach. And mm-hmm. you know, you're going to depress me and tell me they're not getting Brian Hartline. So you know. <laughs> well, I can't listen. I I can't talk about uh, some news that'll be coming out at twelve o'clock. It's non football news, but uh, there will be some news re- relating to Miami coming around coming out around noon. So that that'll that'll pick up the discussion. But I can, literally can you, can you tell, is it coming from Coral Gables, or no. is it coming from Life Wallet? Uh, it's coming from somewhere outside of those areas. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So we have to wait till 12 o'clock. Now, are you breaking this news? Uh, somebody, uh, somebody I work with is. So there'll, there'll be news coming a little bit later today. Okay. That's all I can say. I can't get into it any more than that. Uh, I am, you know, made aware of it yesterday. So we should have so. we should have rescheduled this segment for noon. <laughs> well, it's non-football. Remember, I told you that. So uh, non-football. Okay. Stadium related? I, I can't. I literally, I'm just telling you, you said there's nothing going on. I'm saying at 12 o'clock today, you'll have something going on. Well, there so. you go, Canes fans. Something's going down on noon, baby. They're bringing back the Orange Bowl. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna build it on top of the the current stadium. That's what they're doing. They're they're uh, they're gonna bring it back. So bring back the magic. The fifty eight. Uh, they're gonna get rid of the five game losing streak and put the fifty eight game winning streak back on the on the field. That's what they're gonna do. That's what I like to hear. All right, all right, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I I I saw Mario was on with Joe, but there was really nothing earth shattering said there either. You know. A lot of stuff I've been telling you for weeks and months, right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of injuries, guys sitting out for spring football because of injury, surgeries, all those kind of things. Everything about the coordinators, what he likes about them, we've we've discussed. I'm on top of it, oh. I, mean, I, know, you know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I keep you guys abreast. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I heard the interview with Joe, and it was like, okay, was, you know, nothing, you know, uh, about that. I mean, the only talk was the whole uh, Van Dyke, Notre Dame stuff. And you know, whatever uh, was that? Was there really? Was there any legs to that? About him potentially going to Notre Dame? I I don't I don't think Notre Dame was interested in him in that way. No. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, what what they were interested in making him a receiver like Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I look. I, I think as far as Van Dyke is concerned, you know, his his shoulder injury. What he what he went through at the end of last season, being banged up, um, and um just the struggles that he had really i don't think mario blames it at all on him whatsoever i don't think the coaching staff necessarily lost any faith in him it was more about hey we couldn't protect this guy and he didn't have receivers so and, and your offensive coordinator didn't help you out okay correct correct and 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 really all mario did today was come out and say what he'd been holding in for a long time about the coaching staff right he, he the things he said uh today were were all reflective of what 
many of us have been reporting and saying for, for a while that he wasn't pleased with the, the effort on the recruiting trail with some of those guys, uh, that, uh, you know, some of the guys just weren't fits with, with, uh, what he wanted to do in terms of personality. And again, you know, you, he said, he, he said he studied from afar what he needed to do, but you can study from afar. You don't know what you're stepping into until you step inside and start dealing with those personalities from a coaching perspective, from a player perspective, until you see uh, those forces at work working together, you're not going to know what works and what doesn't. You can think, you think you can have an idea, you can guess, yeah, yeah. but the reality is until the bullets start flying and you're in the heat of the situation, uh, you you don't know what you've got. You've got to just hope that it, that it works out, and unfortunately it didn't work out in your one. Hey, listen, a lot of people tell you, don't get into business with friends. Right. Okay. Right away, we're friends. We hang out. We have beers. This that. But then, when you get into business, it becomes a whole different thing, and then it's a different kind of relationship. And then you start learning about different things about the person because you never had to go into business with them. You know what I mean? I have to count on you to pay the bills or make this sale or do that. It's different than, hey, bro, can you get me a beer? Hey, you want to go with me to a show? Hey, you know, you want, you, want, you want to help me in the barbecue? Like, you know, bullshit stuff that you do as friends, that's nothing. Then when it gets to business, it gets all shady. And then sometimes it ruins your relationship, the mm-hmm. fact that you got into business. So that it's the same thing. You, you, they, they could be great coaches. And, you know, last year there were a lot of names on this staff. But in the end, it did not work out. The chemistry wasn't there. And so that's what you have to do as a head coach, CEO, general manager, whatever position you hold of authority, you got to take that 30,000 view look and say, what works, what doesn't work? Okay, we got to make these kind of changes. And, you know, if you're not willing to make those tough decisions, then you're going to be stuck in the same hellhole every year. And he wasn't willing to do that. He made the decisions. He, and I, I, I commend him because he makes them with a crap ton of patience, bro. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and I think the one thing you can't say about him is that he isn't thoughtful in this process. And I think the one perspective that he has now that he didn't have before he got here is he knows the players. He knows he really knows the players and their personalities. You can think you know coaches, you can think you know players, but again, Great point. Until, until you go through it, he didn't have that experience. He didn't know what the players were like right. here. Yeah. Um, you can see the talent, you can see what they do on film, but that doesn't tell you the chemistry and everything else. And now he's got that perspective, and now he can – he can hire the right kind of coaches for those players. And I give him credit for basically acquiescing in a lot of ways to what he has, because as we've seen in the past with other head coaches here, Al Golden, for instance, uh, you, you stay stubborn and it doesn't get you anywhere. Mark Richt, you know, everybody was talking about his son as an off, you know, a quarterbacks coach wasn't a good fit. Uh, stayed with him the whole time he was here. Offense went South. Um, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, right? That's why I mentioned uh, Al Golden earlier. I mean, that's the perfect example. Um, so, you know, you have to adapt. And, and the good thing for Mario is he's got some money to spend. Some previous coaches obviously didn't have the same budget to work with where you could fire guys, pay the, you know, pay them off. Uh, think about some other coaches that might have been fired after a year or two if you didn't have buyouts, right? And Miami wasn't uh, pinching pennies back then. Uh, now you got the budget to make the kind of moves that you need to make. So that's an advantage that he has, and that's, that's a good thing for Miami. Manny, have you heard what the players plan to do on their own in the offseason? Because, you know, we always had that uh, all those uh, those stories of players working on their own and former players coming back to help those younger players and things like that. And since Mario is a guy that, you know, holds tradition and values tradition, 
Is any of that kind of tradition coming back? Can it come back? Does the NCAA allow it? Talk to us about that. Well, I mean, I think, you know, former players always come back. We've Every summer we've had this uh, Paradise, well, it was called Paradise Camp. Now it's whatever it's called now. I forget what they renamed yeah, it. Yeah, but days. outside of that, come on, man. I'm talking about well, like, the but real I, I'm deal. During the summertime, like outside of Paradise Camp, you'll have former players come back in the summertime and come into the building and they'll talk to guys and they'll work out with guys. And there, and there are relationships between some former players, the guys who I would say – really love the program and really are around it, not just to pop by once for Paradise Camp. The guys that live in the city or come back to the city often um, will come back and they'll have some some level of relationship. But, you know, I, that the, whole, the old days of hearkening to, hey, the former players, that's a great story. People enjoy it. It's a soft, heartwarming story. Hey, the guys love it. I, I just want to see these new players take some ownership, right? I want to see what, those guys. That's why guys. I asked. Yeah. That, I, I think those guys, I, I don't want to hear any more about the, you know, former players having to motivate them. Like, I think Mario, what he's trying to do is is recruit the guys that come out here and are, and are self-motivated, that don't need somebody to come around and tap them on the shoulder, say everything's going to be fine. And, you know, I think he's got some guys in the locker room that do that. The problem is a lot of them are freshmen. A lot of them are the guys he's handpicked to be a part of this recruiting class this year. So, uh, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, to make that adjustment in terms of chemistry and locker room. Um, but he's got a few guys that I think lead by example. Um, you know, Cam Kitchens, I think, is a, is a good example of that. Uh, you know, good young man. I was told the story earlier this week uh, talking to Malik Rozier, the former quarterback. He's put together this this sort of, uh, you know, NIL group where he, they were going to film a commercial and 13 players, I think, were supposed to show up. Only two of them did. And one of them was Cam Kitchens. And, you know, it's one of those things that shows you, like, the kid's responsible, right? He, he sticks to his word, to his commitment. And I think that's, that's what you need more of, right? You need more guys that stick through and do everything. I saw him at seven-on-seven seven events this year, uh, him and Xavier Restrepo coaching up, uh, you know, high school players here locally, building relationships with those guys. There needs to be more of that type of ownership across the board I think from this roster when we see that I think that's when you'll start to see a real change um any any, anything um because I haven't been on the on the campus in a while are they already in the process of expanding the practice facility that it was 80 yards and get it back to where it's supposed to be and all that good stuff yeah, I mean, I, I think they've already started some work, um, but the, the big project, which is the new, you know, $150 million to $300 million uh, football facility, I don't know that they've necessarily broken ground on that. I was on okay. campus a couple of weeks ago. I went to go speak to Michelle Kaufman's uh, journalism class. I've done that for 17 years now, going to talk to former students. And uh, I walked around a bit, talked to some of the players that were there. Uh, some of the people that were on campus, I didn't see any new construction per se, uh, but the but that's all in the works. Uh, and I think, you know, City of Coral Gables, bro, a lot of permits, a lot of red tape and, and then the money raising, uh, you know, the fundraising that has to be done to get all that stuff done. I know from talking to, uh, you know, people in the administration there that, you know, this is all going to happen. They're they're you know, they, they've invested this. They're going to invest this amount of money to upgrade everything there to make it top notch so that in three or four years, uh, it Miami is basically like everybody else in the country with, with the best of the best facilities. Did you have a beer at the Rat Skeller? 
I did not. I try not okay. to go and drink on campus uh, with, with students. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I did. Uh, I did walk around. I did see uh, a lot of familiar faces and people that I hadn't seen since the end of the football season, and talked to them. And it was a good experience. Uh, anytime you're on campus at Miami, it's a beautiful place. It, it, for, for all the old school people who haven't been there in years, you go there and it's like, what, what is this place? It, it doesn't even look familiar no, with all the new buildings right. and everything else. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, they've added they've added quite a bit. Did you play any pinball games or air hockey over at the Rats Keller? <laughs> Space Invaders. Yeah, no, none of that for no? me, brother. None no? of that for me. I, I I ran into a few players in the parking lot. They were getting in their cars. Uh, talked to a few of them on the way out, and they were talking to me about uh, the new defensive coordinator and the defense and uh, what they think of it. And I think there's a lot of excitement. You know, I think. A lot of these guys are, want to play in a Manny Diaz type system. That's what they were recruited to come play and be aggressive. And uh, I think that the scheme that they were playing last year uh, with Kevin Steele, some of those guys uh, felt out of place. I think they feel like a more aggressive style, more pressure based uh, system is going to bring out the best in them and there'll be better results. But again, it's to me, a lot of this is the Jerry's and the Joe's brother. They got to get some good players in there, guys that can actually get the job done and play effectively and, and not give up big plays and, and all those kind of things. So we talked about that when I was on campus. Uh, give me a, a guess on the receivers coach. Uh, you know, it seems like Leonard Hankerson might be taking this seriously. So, uh, you know, I thought at first maybe this is this was just about, you know, him wanting to come back and talk to Mario and see, you know, the NFL – uh, coaches, I don't know what an NFL wide receiver coach's salary is nowadays. So you, you'd probably be better to tell me what, what an assistant coach gets paid. But I would imagine being one of 10 college coaches versus maybe what? How many pro coaches are there? 20, 30 on, on some staffs? Yeah. Being being one of 10 would, pro, would probably get you a bigger payday. And I think Mario wants to make a splash in terms of a former guy who has NFL experience, a former Miami guy. I think Hankerson – Good dude. Good dude good, also. Good dude. Super hard worker. One of those uh, overachievers, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, right? man. He, he When he got to Washington, he played better than I even thought he would at the NFL level. You are right about that. It's kind of like K.J. Osborne. Like, he was solid here, and he was good, but, God, he, he went to the NFL, and he's had some pretty good days there, man, you know? Yeah. I think just another example of guys that – uh, maybe didn't get enough, right? You didn't get enough out of them in college at, at Miami. They weren't maybe in the right system or the right setup. And, and you know, here's a guy who has gone on right into coaching pretty much at the end of his career. He's been around the game now for a while, and I think he could be a valuable asset. So I think it'll be him or Kevin Beard potentially uh, who we discussed uh, on Tuesday. I think it'll probably be one of those two guys. But, you know, we'll see when Mario decides to announce it and, and when all that kind of stuff goes down. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work there at The Athletic. Of course, subscribe and support Manny and all the exceptional writers there at The Athletic. Manny, as always, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. All right, brother. Take care. Have a great weekend. There you go. You Manny Navarro and our Caneswear Miami Hurricanes report. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop.
All right, all right, all right. Market is plummeting. Plummeting. Wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. There you go. Yes. I'm name that. Name this player, okay? That was this is a cornerback. 400 exp- points, bro. Yes, go this ahead. This is a cornerback explaining his thoughts on a quarterback when he first saw him. Seeing him in person, it was pretty funny because, like, he looked in shape on TV. I'm cheating. When you see him in person, it's, like, weird. He looks like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, and he's, uh, it's Russell Wilson he's talking about. Yeah. I know. I read it already. Oh, I'm cheating. That's why I said I'm cheating. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I already, I already knew, so, yes. Yeah, it just popped in my feet. I just thought it was funny, like, because it's yeah. just amazing. But, but then he ends it by saying, but he's a really good player, though, you know? Oh, man. Russell's got – poor Russell, bro. He's always been a player and a playmaker and clutch, and this has been uh, uh, the worst thing that could ever happen to him. And, by the way, you see that other story that came out that apparently he asked the front office uh, in ownership to fire Pete Carroll before he left Seattle. So, you know, in this whole battle between him and Pete – he he wanted he wanted Carol fired apparently. I don't know if it's I don't know how much of it is true. Or I believe what. he's denied that. I just saw somebody one of the things saying he. What's he go, What's he going to say? Know, I know he's not going to be like. Oh, come on, you bro, know, one hundred percent. I want him fired. Yeah, I mean, come on, he's not. And, and plus, Russell Wilson, he's like Mister Controversy. You know, he does everything to avoid controversy. So he's not going to say it if he did it or not. But listen, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Whatever. But clearly, there was a rift between those two. Yeah. You can tell. Please give me a break. The way things have ended between those two, and so this whole year has everything that he worked for, in a way, has been torn down by a lot of people in their eyes, and so now he has to somehow find a way to play back at an elite level this year to kind of justify leaving justify that he belongs somewhere with better you know a better situation uh, or you end up justifying that Seattle wanted to get rid of your ass they did get rid of your ass and it was the right move because he, they pulled the Belichick they got you they got off your gravy train right at the perfect time when it was all falling apart so you're kind of at a crossroads in your career now and then they bring in a, 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 a coach that is one of the better offensive minds in the league and if he can't resurrect your career, then that just piles on to everything else that's gone on in the last year in Russell Wilson's life. So this is like, this is a monumental year for Russell Wilson, bro. And if you think about it, at least on paper, he has Sean Payton to help him. I mean, I'm not saying that the team's going to be great, but at least you, you have somebody that's been pretty good at, you know, helping out quarterbacks. So at least stat-wise, you might see a better Russell Wilson than you saw last year. You better. Yeah. You better see a, a better Russell Wilson. Oh, by the way, I got an update to one of your wrestling stories that you covered. Oh, yeah. What is the it? The Jeff Hardy one. He's he, His case is closed now. Uh-huh. He was uh, sentenced uh, two years probation, license suspended for 10 years. He'll serve two years of the locking device, 90 days of forfeiture, must complete either DUI or rehabilitation program, $4,000 fine, five eighty six in court costs. In addition, he was given credit for completing 38 days in prison. 
he he didn't kill anybody, right? No, no, he didn't. But it okay. could have it could yeah no could have been yes, it could have been a obviously. lot worse. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Don't drink and drive, folks. God. And also remember, I get believe, a, I believe it was his third cab. one. I believe it was his third DUI. Yeah, that's the so. problem. Yeah. See, that's where I look, man. I've never had a DUI, and I'm sure most of you have never had a DUI, and we're all human beings. You know, it could happen to any of us. One DUI, we could make a mistake. We had a couple beers, a couple of glasses of wine, a, a whiskey or two or whatever, and you think you're fine. And then you, you're driving fine or maybe, you know, whatever. And then they stop you. And, you know, that mistake can be made by any human being in the world. Where I don't have any sympathy for the person is when it becomes the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth time that we see these people. That's when I, I lose all respect for you because you clearly don't care about anybody, you know. And, and so I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for people like that. Uh, Eddie Lepp says that teachers should teach creative thinking. I agree with that. Oh, can you explain Bitcoin mining? Who hid them in the first place that miners are needed to find them? <laughs> a Bitcoin miner is a computer, is what it is. So you can have 10, 20 miners with you. It's not necessarily that it's a person. So the miner is a machine that is mining the Bitcoin. It is solving the problems that in order for you to validate or or mine for bitcoin so that's what it is so that person hid several machines in that school and was mining for a while uh let's see what else big o what's your favorite metallic album i've talked about this i recently went to their concert where they went to the hard rock and they uh they played the first two albums Kill them all and ride the lightning in in honor of uh, the the people that signed them to their first record deal because they had their their I forgot the name of the of the record company but they own the first two albums and the second album Ride the Lightning is my favorite Metallica album so I was like a kid in a candy store going to that concert because I got to see Metallica jam the you know most of the great all the great songs from their first two albums it was actually really really cool brett says heat fans don't realize how happy raptor land was when miami took lowry off their hands i can imagine uh let's see big o have you spoken in the d-line coaching change no i have not i have not talked about it i'll get to it in a minute it's not really that big a deal Oh, did Lousy even try to get in shape? He was in better shape this year than last year. No, no, you got to give him that. But he's still nothing. Uh, yes, people still wear uh, these sunglasses, yes. At least I do. Uh, Tyreek Hill would leave because Lamar... Jo oh, who cares about that? It's just Lamar conversation is stupid. It's ridiculous. Uh, D'Onofrio brings back memories. I remember Big O interviewing Golden, asking why the linebackers were so far back on the goal line. Golden's response was, do you understand defense? Thought O was going to kill him. No, the best part was when, when because we did this in the ACC media days. So we're up there and, and, and you know, and, and you know, the UN people are cringing. <laughs> I got Jose Gacki. You know, Jose Gacki is maybe 5'8 or 5'9" on a good day right uh, that day he was like four two <laughs> he wanted to disappear 
as I'm roasting uh, uh, Al Golden. <laughs> and, and then the best part is Paul Johnson walks by and he goes, well, he runs that defense too. Runs it better than you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so explain to me. Your linebacker's in the back of the end zone. You're at the one-and-a-half-yard line. How do mathematics work out that they're going to get to the goal line before the running back? Can you explain to me that? And then he starts with the, well, do you understand the defense and this and that? Do you understand what we're trying to comp? No, no, I'm not. Please explain to me. Because, <laughs> I, no, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. The math doesn't jive. Your guy's seven yards into the end zone. The running back's two yards behind the line of scrimmage. I'm sorry. No, I don't understand what you're doing. God. That was hilarious. It was like he was uh, just a humana, 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 you know, that whole interview. Yeah, Zagaki didn't think I was going to do that. That's the last time, I'm sure. The UN people really weren't happy with me from there on out. <laughs> Yeah, Joe's not the one that gets into a lot of confrontations. No, he's not going to. No, yeah. he can't do that. He's a voice. No, no, I know that, but he's also, he's not that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've never seen him other than as the Kane's voice, but he just, his personality does not seem like the type that's going to be confrontational. confrontational. He can't. No. He can't. Well, I know he can't, but I just, with him, I, I mean, I've seen him, you know, in studio and things like that and talk to him, and he just does What's not up? seem to be the person that would even. No, it's Even not. if it was his his interview and he wasn't Keynes, I don't think he would he would shy away from all that. It's, to me, it seems like maybe, Joe. maybe you you might be right. You might be right, but uh, but Joe can't do that yeah. stuff. Like no, no. Well, no, that's why no. they have Don Bailey on there. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no play by player <laughs> color is really. Bit. He'll spice up a little bit. Mandich and Joe Rose yeah. are the only guys in the history of our town. Oh no, Mike Inglis. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we know Mike that. Inglis would say, oh, the heat is terrible tonight. Yes, they yes. can't score. I can't believe they're turning over the ball this much. It's so irresponsible. I love Mike Inglis. Oh, yes. I freaking love Mike. If, if, if anybody ever shows you this video, I just wanted to tell you that I love you, bro. I love you. I mean, that's my kind of because Harry Carey was like that. Oh, I can't believe it. The Cubs are fucking today. They can't hit anything, you know, and, and let me take another swig. Uh, but I, you know, but how many guys are like that? No, how many you, guys like Mandage can say the performance today has a stench of manure all over the field? You know, it's like, you know, it's like you can't, you, you, you know, Will Allen beaten like a cigar store mannequin. You know, you can't beat that kind of stuff. It just doesn't happen. That's why, if you've noticed over the years, I don't bring on a lot of voices. Yeah. Notice why I don't bring. Why do I not bring on a lot of voices? Because all I can do is talk fluff with them. So if it's you know they won the championship or something like that, then I'll bring the voice on because there's it's harmless. I can't say there's nothing bad to talk about. But like in the middle of a heat season now, you think I'm going to bring Eric Reed on and start talking about how terrible a decision of Lowry is and what's he going to do? Agree with me? No, of course not. You know what I mean? So it's just voices of teams. They just they have no choice. You're, you're getting paid by them. Even though Zagaki technically is not paid by the school, he's paid by the station, you're still working for, I mean, hey, listen. You're getting the paycheck I, because of the school. <laughs> yeah, I don't work for the, for the school either. 
and they treat me completely different after that interview. I'm sure. Okay? So, you know what I mean? And, and, and listen, there are writers that will only go to a certain extreme because they're afraid to piss the team off yeah. or piss the front office off or piss the media relations staff off because then they'll give them less access and that kind of stuff. And that's never been me. I'm going to be who I am. Now, if you're mad because I'm saying Kyle Lousy's a bad deal, then that's on you, not on me. Because you're not willing to be honest about it. That's a, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm not being unfair in any way, stretch, or form. Okay? You know, if whatever it is, Dolphins, Marlins, Panthers, Heat, whatever, if they're not doing something right and I say it, it's just because that's what's going on, not because I just want to pick on you. Do I want to see Al Golden fail? No, I actually want to see him succeed. But... My brother, you're not succeeding. You're keeping D'Onofrio around. You have linebackers that are lined up in eight yards that, in deep into the end zone. Like, where does that make any sense? And that's, you know, that's the problem. And so, yeah, it's kind of a, it's tougher. It's really, really tough for, for voices. That's why they, you know, you, you can't do too many interviews and they've got to be mostly fluff. If you work for the team, you have no choice. And if I worked for a team, I would have no choice. You know what I mean? That's why I've never really worked for a team. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was even uncomfortable working for Inter-Miami for a short time. Do you know that I would get a call from the PR department from Inter-Miami if somebody called them Inter on the show? Yep. A, a host would say it. A producer would chime in. I would we are Inter-Miami. We are not Inter. And it's like, hey, bro, get off your high horse. We're in South Florida. There's only one Inter in South Florida. I get it, bro. I know Inter Milan. Yes, I understand and all that. But, yeah. Plus, we're your station. Right. We're your station. You know, yeah, no, but they really didn't make us their station. <laughs> Dude, and the, and the day Dono wore an Inter Milan oh, oh. scarf, because, you know, it was pandemic time. My God. They bothered me about that. Oh, he can't wear an Inter Milan like, he's not wearing a Columbus Crew scarf, dude. He's not wearing a New York Red Bulls. We all have international fans. We're, we're, I'm an Arsenal guy. So what, you're going to tell me I can't wear Arsenal? Oh, because it's Inter? Give me a break. It's like, that, these are the, that's the crap that you got to deal with with corporate. You know? Bitcoin miner's daughter was Sissy Spacek. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. How many people even know? Coal miner's daughter. Yeah, like, how many people? God. Uh, every style from the 90s comes back. Look at the baggy blue jeans. Um, Tommy Hutton Marlins. Yeah, he also, he will... Tell it like it is, too. Tommy is one. You're right about that. You are right about that. For me, that voice that just made me excited was Jim Matt Dog Mendich. The performance today has a stench of manure. Hank used to roast the fins on the radio when he did color with Rick Weaver. Hank was brutally honest. Yeah, he was. He was. And Rick Weaver was... Third down in a cab ride. 
It's like third and 15, and he's like, third down in a cab ride. Oh, man. Uh, Big O, did you see Spur? Oh, yes, I saw her giving the golf lesson. Uh, you know, you see Paige give the golf lesson, right? And she's about, you know, how you hold your club and all that, right? And she's got this little crop top, right? And she's got, you know, the breastuses are all popping out, right? And, you know, she's got a great rack. And no, it's got like 4 million views. And she knows nobody's looking at her grip. Nobody's focusing on the V grip or the side grip or all that stuff that she was talking about that, you know, I actually listened to her voice. You know what I'm saying? But, and then the best part about it, what have you saw, did you see the video? So she, when she does it right, she makes sure she gets one side of her hair, she gets it out of the way just so you can see more of, 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 the, of the cut up shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's just hilarious, man. You know, the game she plays, she's genius, purely genius. She's everywhere. She's in media all over the place. She's, cause she's smoking, man. She's beautiful. And so you got a beautiful woman, and so she's talking golf, and then she plays the sex to the, to the highest limit, you know? She goes out to go hit a couple balls, and she's in this tight outfit, you know, that you're like, nobody goes to the golf course looking like that. I mean, there would be balls spraying all over the place if, if a woman like that, yes, all kinds of balls will be spraying all over the place if a woman shows up like Paige going to play some golf. Guys will be dragging and, 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 and holding up to see her hit. The other guys behind will be trying to catch up. You know, it'll be a disaster. There'll be guys wanting to be bartenders, knocking the women off the cards, going to sell her drinks, right? I mean, you know, come on, man. Yeah, I saw the video. It's hilarious. My, my, favorite, my favorite part, I don't know, something fell. Uh, my favorite part is when she just throws the hair back. I thought she was going to do it to the second part to just completely, you know, but she, like, throws the hair back to try, trying to show you how you, how you hold the, the club the right. Get out of here. When Paige Sporanic is on, the last thing you're doing is looking at that club and her hit the ball. You're looking at everything else that is moving that isn't the club or the ball. But yeah, hilarious, man. Uh, did Ira really say Lowry played good at the beginning of the season? Well, Kyle Lowry has been watched. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I didn't understand that either. If you saw my face when he said that. All you have to do is look at the look at the beauty of this show is that you get a little extra when you watch because I kind of tell you things just by some of the expressions on my face. And when he said that, just look at the expression on my face. I was like, yeah, no, that's not true. He has not played well at all, ever, ever. He has never been anywhere near the money they're paying him. They're paying, they're, what he has given Miami is NBA minimum. Veteran minimum, whatever it is, a million, million five. That's, that's what he's given them. He, he, the Heat are getting ripped off 30 million a year off this guy. Big O Page would be an uber popular on the women's PGA Tour as well. She would, but apparently she must not be good enough to be on the PGA Tour. 
Because if she was good enough to be on the PGA Tour, brother, she'd be richer than rich. Because she'll be making money on the PGA Tour, and then she would have more sponsorships than any woman on the PGA Tour tenfold. Because she's got personality. She knows how to play the game. Like, she can, you know, she dishes it out. She's, she responded to the people talking about her, her little video. You know, so yeah, she would be, uh, she would be awesome also for women's golf, because she would bring more attention from the general fan, not just because she's smoking hot, okay, but because she's got some personality that comes with it too, and I think it would come out at the same time. So yeah, I, I agree with you. She would be a beast if apparently she was good enough to be on the PGA Tour. Ray says, Ira sure loves to sugarcoat how bad Lowry has been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, he, he'll go to an extreme saying that it's a bad deal, but there's no way you can go to any kind of extreme by saying that he played well this year. He has not played well. He has been a, an incredible disappointment. Okay. It's, uh, Kyle Lousy is one of the, I would say three worst contracts in Heat history. Whiteside, right, is one. I'm going to go Deion Waiters because he needed surgery and you still gave him a four-year contract. And then Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson was an incredibly stupid deal. That's, that would be number three. Yeah, he's top five, yeah. Yeah, top five. Top five for sure. Anthony Carter was a bad deal also, but it wasn't the kind of money that we're talking about now. But the, the weird part about the Anthony Carter deal is that his agent ends up screwing up and not picking up an option that he was supposed to pick up for Anthony, which then freed up enough money for them to acquire Shaq. So indirectly, you kind of needed Anthony Carter because who knows if the, he would have spent that money and would have had it locked in. And then you needed Anthony Carter's agent to make the mistake and screw his own client. And I don't know, maybe that was planned that he didn't do it so they could get Shaq and, hey, don't worry about it. We'll get Anthony a job for the rest of his life. And he does work for the Heat. So, you know, what can I tell you? Uh, but, yeah, those, those were bad, bad contracts. One that Miami got saved twice from, uh, one was Jawan Howard which Riley would have signed that, and that would have been his first really bad contract. Luckily, the NBA reversed it and said that the deal was illegal. And then the other one before that one was Hot Plate, no, Hot Rod Williams. Um, Cunningham and Chaffel offered him a deal that they ended up matching it in Cleveland, and they regretted matching uh, Hot Rod Williams' contract. Um, and then Miami got lucky that they ended up matching that deal because it would have turned out to be a terrible contract because he never lived up to that new deal that they got him. It was just a freakish year that he had, and then he got a bad deal. I doubt most of you even remember some of that stuff. I mean, the Juwan Howard, a lot of you might remember, but a lot of you will not remember the Hot Rod Williams offer from, from Cunningham and Chaffel. So that, those were some. I got to tell you, I don't know how I remember all this kind of shit. I really don't. Just how all that, 
stupid stuff just stays stuck in my mind. And I remember silly ass stuff like that is just beyond me, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, James Johnson, all four of them. James, Tyler, Dion, and, 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 and Whiteside. All four contracts go down as top 10 worst contracts in, in Heat history. Where you want to rank them, I don't care. You know, Kyle Lousy is in there, like I said. But, yeah, they're, all four of those. Those were, I mean, my God, that was, that was catastrophically an absolutely, I, I don't know how inebriated everybody in that front office was. I don't know what happened. I don't know what stupid pill they took at that moment to sign all four of those bums to those contracts. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Dragic was not a bad contract. Goran, it sounded bad at the beginning, and then we kind of all, you know, I, I was on board with uh, most people saying, oh, you know, man, that's a little too much. But the heat was right on that one. Because they they had like the they were they they had the right uh, forward thinking on it because the league's salaries were exploding at that time and they were right and that contract became very manageable and it became normal in in that world that price it wasn't a crazy price so I would never put the Goran Dragic deal there we were wrong at first for blowing it up more than what it really was and the heat was right from the get-go look we got to criticize people when they deserve to get criticized Whiteside, johnson johnson and you know kyle lousy and all that but when they're right you got to give them credit the drogage deal was there wasn't anything bad that was those of us that overreacted like myself we were wrong on that one okay Extreme says uh, Kyle Lousy is the second worst contract that he gave to the player. Whiteside's still the worst. Yeah, I can live with that. I'm with you there. Uh, Devin says, why the Heat always get players on the back end? I, that's a Riley thing, dude. The old players, yeah. Yeah, it sucks, bro. But you're right. It's, it's just been like that with Riley. Big ol' Ira is uh, confusing playing a lot with playing good. <laughs> Rosenda goes Whiteside 1, Tyler Johnson 2, James Johnson 3, Deion Waiters 4, Duncan Robinson 5, Kyle Lousy 6, Goran Dragic 7, and McRoberts. No, I'm not putting Rob, uh, McDragic there. I would put um, Danny Granger and McRoberts instead of Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic's contract was not bad. I disagree with you on that one. KMF says, I remember the Hot Rod Williams ordeal. I was pissed that he didn't get him, and he ended up being a bust. Didn't even start for Cleveland. Boy, I was wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong because I, if I remember correctly, I was with you on that. I think most of us were like because he had a great year. They needed the guy, and we were like, damn, bro, we couldn't get him. And then it turned out to be a terrible – it was kind of like – well, I didn't really want Juwan Howard. But it kind of ended up like the Juwan Howard deal that Riley offered the deal, and he got lucky that David Stern reversed it because that was going to be a terrible contract. That was going to be one of Riley's first deals, and it was going to be a brutally terrible contract. James Jones has become a better GM for the Phoenix Suns than an NBA player. Um, 
I, I disagree with you. Well, he is a better GM than a player, but he was a good three-point specialist. That's what James Jones was. If you treated him that way, you were fine. If you treated him like a defensive specialist, you're an idiot because that wasn't his forte. He wasn't going to play great defense. He wasn't going to be a big rebounder, but he was a very effective three-point shooter. Very good three-point shooter. I'm a, I'm a huge James Jones fan. High school, college, NBA. Uh, I, I think he's a, and, and a human being even better than all of that. Really good dude. But he was a good three-point shooter, man. If you use them that way, off the bench, John Sunvold style, uh, Jason Capono style, you know, those kind of guys that can help you. They're spe- you know, Craig, um, God, what's him? What's the, what's the guy's name? You know, they had, oh, John Paxson, Steve Kerr, and then what was the third one? Craig or something? No, not Craig Elo. No, he played for the Bulls. Craig Elo could actually play some defense. Um, it was, um, damn it, Paxson, Kerr, and then there was one more that they use as three-point shooters in Chicago. None of them could play defense. I know one of you is going to get it. I'm just brain farting right now. I want to say it's Craig. Craig Hodges. Thank you. Not Hodgins, Hodges. Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges was the other guy. None, none of those three guys could play defense, but they were really good three-point specialists. You know, Jordan could drive and, and Pippen could drive and kick and pull, and if Hodges or Kerr or Paxson were open, that, those were money shots. You know what I'm saying? And to me, James Johnson, James Jones was that guy that you, you could use him as a three-point specialist don't think of him anything else. Okay, he's not there to run your offense, not there to defend, not there to get a bunch of rebounds. But if you use him to his strength, you're fine. You know? Uh, let's see. Didn't the Miami Heat sign Jerry Stackhouse and then waived him a month later? Yeah, but that wasn't a big deal or anything. That was a minimum salary deal. That that I don't count that as anything, you know. 2017, the team finished 30 and 11 was a curse. They, yeah, it was. It was. Yep. Olivier Vernon was an American high grad, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. American high. I'm trying to think. There's several players that have come out of American high. I'm kind of brain farting now. Think about it. I know Irving Thomas, who went to FSU, was Carroll City. Danny Tartable was Carroll City. I think of American. I know I'm missing some guys. A couple guys that came out of American that were pretty good. Maybe I'll remember. I'm, I'm sure I'll remember when the show ends. That's usually the way uh, the way things roll. Welton Rayon, by the way, the best attorneys in town. I've lived it. I've experienced it. And folks, insurance companies just want to take advantage of you. That's why Jeff and Dan excel at their jobs, and they've been at it for over 20 years. And they're in Hollywood, and they'll take care of you. Dave Broward, Palm Beach. We've also got an office over in the Keys in Monroe County. So if you're dealing with any kind of condo, condo damage, 
somebody had some water leak or a storm. Uh, you're dealing with homeowner property damage, which we did. We had a couple of idiot kids that thought they were fast and furious and went right through the wall of our house. And so Progressive was trying to screw us over. We called Welton Realm, and brother, they brought Progressive to their knees. Okay? They shut those fools down. 954-966-4646. These insurance companies are out to screw you. They just want your premium. They're not looking out for you. And, and the adjusters that they send, they're not working for you. They're working for the insurance company, folks. Bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury. They do so much. Dan and Jeff excel. Call Daniel Rayom and Jeff Welt right now, 954-966-4646. You want the law office working for you. And by the way, before you call the insurance company, you call Jeff and Dan right away, 954-966-4646. They have their own adjusters, and they'll send them out right away to take care of you and protect you, the client. Get after those insurance companies. And trust me, once they see you have a lawyer, Brother, those insurance companies, they start to change their tune right away. Welt and Realm, 954-966-4646. Uh, my classmate Olivier Vernon was from American High. Yes, sir. The worst Miami Dolphin contract, Dante Culpepper. Yeah, but we're not talking Dolphins. That's a, that's a whole different conversation. Did you see what happened to J.J. Watt? <laughs> it's funny it's funny so we ran into an issue about a week ago with a player uh when it comes to um getting uh drug tested right so jj watt is retired i don't know if you know that because apparently the NFL doesn't know that. So they reached out to him, and they, they on Tuesday, he received a text message from somebody identified as only Dylan on behalf of the NFL who informed him he needed to set up an appointment for a uh, HGH dry blood spot test. Watt shared the text and a snappy response on social media. He says, I don't know what happened when you click report junk but I think I'm about to find out <laughs> on the, <laughs> the emails. So he's reporting it as junk, junk email because they want a, a blood test. And so this whole thing now comes off of, and so this is what they're doing now, right? And so the three-time defensive player of the year called it a career after 12 seasons as one of the league's most dominant pass rushers with the Cardinals. The mix-up with the league is understandable, although other NFL players might not believe its randomness on who gets selected for drug testing, because last week's Seattle Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf showed off his basketball skills at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game, scoring 20 points, pulling down 10 rebounds, and earning MVP honors. Three days later, Metcalf posted a screenshot to his Instagram story that appeared to show he needed to set up an appointment to be tested. An NFL spokesperson said in an email to USA Today on Sports on Monday that neither the league nor the union is aware who's being tested and when. 
So is it just a random computer that is just picking guys out and there's a name and it happened to be DK Metcalf last week? And or did they do this on purpose to throw the one of J.J. Watt out there so the DK Metcalf one doesn't look like it wasn't random? I don't know, but I know this. In this conspiracy-led world, most people aren't going to believe you. <laughs> They're going to say, hey, I got an idea. J.J. Watt just uh, retired. Let's send him a random drug test. For sure, it'll get some some uh, some traction. And then we'll say, hey, we don't know. It's just a random thing. So nobody entered in the machine the players that are retired? When they retire, does that automatically the date they say they're retiring, or do they have to wait till? Well, like, I think you got to file the papers, and then you really retire. So don't. maybe that that hasn't been done yet. That's why he's still in the system. I don't know. That's a great. That's a great question, because if he hasn't filed his retirement papers, then he is not officially retired. And then also, you know, your pension and all that stuff has to then kick in after you retire, right? So that way, the time starts for your pension. And um, so maybe he hasn't filed, and maybe that's why he's still in the system. I don't know. I don't know if there's like a certain date where, because I guess his contract was up though, right? He only had a one year. Yeah, he's deal, done. Right? Yeah. He's done. He's free agent. Yeah, he's, so, okay. he retired. That's right. it. Yeah. But there you go. I don't know. You guys, you decide on what you believe, right? He's got a text from the NFL. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy the jj Watt thing reminds me of my buddy a month after he retired from the army he gets a call of someone yelling at him about why he didn't show up for duty my buddy told them uh told them off and hung up yeah exactly i would too like hey you idiot i'm retired moron i'm not in the army anymore I don't have to answer to you idiots. I'm done. Screw you, Sarge. Don't make me go John Wick on your ass. No, I'm sorry. It's um, Jack Reacher. Don't make me go Jack Reacher on your ass. That's what you got to tell him. Oh, Lordy. So uh, Jeff Bezos has hired an investment firm to evaluate the potential commander's bid. And I got to say something. Look, I don't care what you think about Jeff Bezos or whatever, Amazon. That has nothing to do with it. He's, what, the richest man in the world, second, third? I don't know what it is. Doesn't matter to me. The guy's got bucks galore. If you're a Redskins fan, this is what you're rooting for the most. Not so much a winning season, not so much draft this guy, not so much sign that coach, not so much add this. Get rid of Daniel Snyder. Because without getting rid of him, it's almost like you feel you can never move forward as a franchise. You will always have that, 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 that cloud of that midget hanging over your ass. You know what I'm saying? And so it just gets to a point where I, I feel bad for the Redskins fans. And I hope 
Jeff, now the question is, is he going to McMahon this bitch? And is he, like, asking for such a ridiculous number that... Why not? Well, no, but that way he stays. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Why not? What has he got to lose at this point? Right. Right? I mean, if they force him out, he's still going to get money for his... Am yeah, I yeah, right? yeah. It's the Commanders, not the Redskins. You said it twice. Oh, I said it twice. Oh, God, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, man. I'm just not there yet. It's too many. You know how too long? Soon? I, you too know how soon? long I said Devil Rays? It, it, it took me a while to adjust to Rays, bro. It's gonna take me a while. I'm gonna say Indians and not Guardians for a long time. They just did that shit too, bro. It's, it's not easy when you've grown up all your life with the same damn thing, and it's hard, man. And you know the Rays one, I think, and that wasn't even around very long. No, no, it was. They just kind of just. Let it disappear, right? They just took the devil out and just came right. out of nowhere. Like, like, how ridiculous can you be on that one? Oh, you don't want to be a devil raise. You know, oh, oh, yeah. My God. God forbid be a devil there's, raise. There's no devil raise in Tampa, though. Well, there would be one. Sting raise. No, but there would be one in town. The Tampa devil raise. That's the Tampa raise. They're including but you everyone. know what? They should be the Rays. You know why? Because they spend no money, so they have no bite. So there's no devilish side of them. I love how you work things out in your head. That's great. That's all. You know, they're 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 uh, they're neutral. They're, you know, so they're just Rays. They're nice little Rays. They don't do any damage whatsoever. They do what? They do enough to stir up everything, right? Because right. they're the little team that beat the big teams right. for a little bit in the East. At least for the regular season, but they don't end up winning the, the entire thing. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have made a new addition. They have hired Western Kentucky defensive line coach Kenny Baker as an assistant defensive line coach. Folks, I know nothing about this guy. Uh, he has never coached in the NFL. And he, uh, his team was second in sacks in Conference USA. I know as much as you guys do. Uh, none of this means anything. Uh, what it means is show me what happens during the regular season. Look at that, bro. Oh, man. That NSX is badass. Anyway, um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Look, last year, great example is the University of Miami. Okay. You had a whole bunch of names, and it didn't work out. It's, it was the worst year I've ever seen for, for, for Miami Hurricanes football. And I'm a Mario guy. I'm a Mario believer. I have all the faith in the world that Mario's going to turn this thing around. Now, it's not going to be very easy for the man, as you can tell. Uh, and his first year with his staff, whoo, doggy. It couldn't have been a bigger failure. So some of the big names are gone. They've made some adjustments. Here's where I would say this is different, okay? Vic Fangio runs the show. Vic Fangio is not running the team and the defense. He's just running the defense. He's not the head coach. So his, his responsibility is that defense. So some of these young coaches that he's bringing in, like a Kenny Baker, he's going to be also molding them. That's what these guys are doing. Whether it's Ronaldo Hill, whether it's Kenny Baker, whether it's um, the son of uh, his former um, uh, co-worker. I'm forgetting the guy's name now. Let me see. I have got it here from a couple week back or two. Let me see if I can find the damn name. 
what's the name of the guy that he's the son of uh, one of uh, the former coaches. You know who I'm talking about, by the way? Damn it. What's his name? Tom, uh, Tom Donatel, Chargers assistant, right? And because he's Ed Donatel's son, right? And so you've got that. All these kind of guys. So what I'm seeing is he's also grooming a bunch of young coaches with him. So he's not bringing all old grizzled veterans with him. He's bringing young. And guess what I think that is also an influence from? What do you think? What do you think about that? All the guys he's bringing over, they're all young. Okay? You're building. And? Making your own tree. And Mike McDaniel. Oh. Young staff, energetic, communicate, connect with players. Uh, what was Fangio? <laughs> what was Caleb, what was Caleb talking about? Why did he why do you want to play with the Dolphins? What did he say? I want to be around what? The weapons and winning and uh, No, young coaches. And young coaches. He mentioned that. Yeah, of course, you know, the weapons and play with Tyreek and Waddle. Of course you want to do that, dude. But but he want he said he wanted to be around young coaches, and maybe there's an understanding there that hey we got to get younger we got to get hipper we got to be able to relate to these guys so you bring some of these younger coaches in, and notice he's not bringing in grizzled old veterans with him. He's not bringing in a 25 year you know defensive backs coach and a 30 year old safeties coach and a 20 year old you know, and I'm saying that's their age. I'm saying that's the that's the time of career that they've had coaching these. No, he's not bringing any of those kind of guys in. He's bringing a lot of young guys in. It's interesting. So it's pretty cool to see, and uh, and maybe also you're developing something for the future too, uh, after a guy like uh, Fangio, if he leaves, if he retires after his first contract, even though he says he wants to coach longer. What you got, doggy? The hurricane news is out. Oh, it is out. Oh, he said it was noon. And Damn. It is not good. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not football related or anything else, but that. But the NCAA and Miami women's basketball agreed to level two violations in recruitment of Cavender twins. Remember, Katie Meyer missed the first three games of the season? Yes. That was off of this. Okay. She was suspended for the first three games of the 2022 2023 season. Okay. Um, apparently, uh, it did not require Miami booster John Ruiz to disassociate from the school, nor did it punish Haley or Hannah Cavender. Okay. Uh, the Hurricanes begin a one-year probationary period on Friday, and they'll pay the NCAA $5,000 plus 1% of the women's basketball budget. Jesus. They also face multiple recruiting restrictions, including losing some official visits and in-person recruiting days. Uh, the negotiated resolution included the following details agreed upon by all parties. NCAA enforcement staff became aware of Ruiz and his possible involvement with the multiple transfer perspective of student-athletes in May of 2022 and asked the school to produce communication between the athletic department, staff members, and Ruiz. Investigators found that Meyer and Ruiz had been in contact and had discussed the Cavender twins in mid-April. Okay. All right, but do they are they eligible for the postseason? It says one year probationary period from starting Friday, so I would say no, right? 
I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's got to say if they're eligible for the tournament or not. But uh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. Katie will get over it. She's great. They'll figure it out. I keep reading. It's like a 16-page thing here. Let me see. Yes. And yes, Rosendo, Bobby Wagner was uh, released, and, and we talked about it yesterday. I would love to see him in a Dolphins uniform. He had a great year this past year, better than I even expected. Because uh, I, I, I was, like, intrigued. And then when, he, when, they, when, when Sean read the stats, I was like, wow. Uh, Donatel still with the Chargers. We got Ronaldo Hill. Oh, that's right. That's right. But what I mean is he was going to, he's bringing young coaches. And so those kind of – that's what he's been targeting. He hasn't been targeting veteran coaches. So it's pretty cool to see that he's bringing those young coaches in. And it just kind of is the M.O. of what they're doing. Uh, let's see. Oof, there's nothing to do with Ruiz or an NL, NIL violation. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are correct. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, baby. He, uh, th- there's a new report now that, and this is uh, according to Jamison Hemsley, who's been covering the Ravens for a long time, very credible guy, and Jeremy Fowler, friend of the program, very credible guy, and apparently all of, these are the quotes, all of Lamar's counteroffers to the Ravens in contract talks come with fully guaranteed contracts that exceed what Deshaun got. That is scary stuff. I, you got to be an incredibly, you, you got to be stupid to pay Deshaun Watson all that money, you know, guaranteed. But to pay Lamar Jackson also that money, you, you've got to be a moron. And the Ravens apparently aren't stupid enough to do that, which I commend them. But I really, I am so intrigued to see if somebody is willing to be this stupid that they're going to give up multiple picks and a fully guaranteed contract. I don't believe anybody will do it. No, I don't know that anybody does it, but some, uh, I mean, somebody's going to do it. No, no. Nobody's going to give up multiple first rounders and a fully guaranteed contract to Lamar Jackson. No one's going to do that. And if they do that, I cannot wait because, man, my jokes will be running. I don't think I will stop killing that team for decades. But I guess this is where I'm going with this. Haslam kind of screwed every other owner. Everybody. Every owner. Everybody. So where – who shouldn't deserve the fully guaranteed if Deshaun Watson got it? I know, I know there's the no, Zach Wilsons and those areas. I know he, he doesn't, doesn't deserve it. I agree, but he's got it. But but you So know, now that becomes the, the bottom, right? You start there for your next contract talks. Yeah, but that's where he screwed every owner in the NFL. Yeah, but the other owners will probably play hardball throughout it. They'll probably well, I put I put the 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 bag on it so it won't fly away. Uh but anyway, um yeah, he no. What I what I think is going to happen is that you, I don't think anybody is going to make this move. I think eventually he holds out. I think it gets really ugly. 
but if you do this, I don't even think Joe Burrow's going to get a, a fully guaranteed contract or Justin Herbert or who's the other guy that also is up now is Herbert. Oh, Hurts. Uh, I don't think any of those guys, thank you, is going to get a fully guaranteed contract. Now, will they have a lot of guarantees? Yes. But I think a lot of the NFL owners are going to play hardball on this and say, no, 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 that was a special circumstance. We're not doing that. That's a stupid contract. We're not getting tied to that. And, and that's it. And so I don't expect other quarterbacks to get fully guaranteed contracts. Will they get a large portion of it guaranteed, like a Joe Burrow? Yeah, I can see that. But could they do something to where the contract total totality is three hundred million, but the guarantee is two forty? Not for Lamar, but I would think for uh, for. Joe Burrow, maybe. Because, I mean, I get, I get not fully guaranteed I don't even know, money, but I don't your guaranteed about, money's got to be. The guaranteed I mean, money's got to be more than Deshaun Watson, though, right? Man, I have a hard time believing anybody's going to give that kind of money guaranteed. That'll be This will be a new era in football if that happens. There's just too many injuries. And it would cripple you because you're yeah. talking about giving away $50 million cap space if the guy gets injured. You have no breaks there. You can't replace them, and you can't replace the salary. So uh, to me, I, I just think that you're going to have teams playing hardball in that sense, and they're going to say, no, man, that, that's not the norm. That was a, an outlier, and that was a mistake uh, by, by, uh, by the you know, Browns owner. Yeah. So I just don't think th- there'll be guarantees. But, like, let's say, it's a, let's say Joe Burrow signs a $300 million guarantee – I don't think more than 125 million will be guaranteed over really? the life. Yeah, over the life of the contract. In other words, close to the first three years will be guaranteed, because that's kind of what contracts are. So that's kind of what you're going to get. That's what I think. That you might get three out of your five or six year deal guaranteed on that average. So if you're averaging 45.50, you'll have half of your contract guaranteed. I just can't see anybody saying, okay, Deshaun Watson's getting too far. I get what you're saying about the hardball with the owners in this and that. But as an athlete, if my stats are my – I'm better than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I, I need to be making – No, they're all better than Deshaun that, that Watson. Money. I just don't know how hard does it get for – None of them have criminal activity in their in – Yeah, their, no, their, but, I mean, then, then how hard do they play back, I guess, would be my, my next question. Yeah. Especially if you're a Burroughs uh, – Hertz has shown that, you know, those type of quarterbacks. Because you don't want to make that, you don't want to get that too no. nasty because. Uh, no. But it hurts also runs. So, you, yeah. you, you, you know, whew, doggy. That's going to be dangerous. Uh, the Jets would be big old. Uh, stupid Jets would, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I would love that. God, I, I would love for the Jets to sign Lamar Jackson. That would be so awesome. I can laugh at the Jets forever, and then I can watch the Dolphins beat their asses every year. That would be a lot of fun. That would be really, really cool. So, how about that? And by, by the way, speaking of the Jets, the Jets are also in the news. Because they apparently one report says they want Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr. And remember, they have uh, Rodgers' former uh, former coach there, uh, 
working for the Jets, and that's kind of maybe why they want Rodgers over Carr, and that's probably why they ended up bringing the coach over after he got fired over in Denver. And so now you got to get an answer out of Rodgers as soon as possible because these guys are all going to make quick decisions. And there's only a few of those starting quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks, that are available, literally available in free agency or via trade, as in Aaron Rodgers. So the Jets would rather trade away the picks and sign Rodgers over Carr, who you can sign, by the way, straight up as a free agent and give no compensation. And if I'm correct, you're also going to pay Carr less money per year than you are Rodgers. Because Rodgers is making 50-plus. And here's the thing. The Jets are doing nothing with Zach Wilson. Now, here, you can't trade Zach Wilson. Nobody wants Zach Wilson right now. Then whoever comes in, if you're Rodgers or, or Carr, are they going to ask you to also mentor the guy? Rodgers is not the mentoring type. I don't know if you want Zach Wilson mentored by Rodgers. I don't know if you want... Zach Wilson's already polluted enough as it is. Do you want to pollute him even more with Aaron Rodgers? And if you sign Aaron Rodgers, are you sure he's going to come back for your second season if the first one's a disaster? And if the first one also is bad with the public and the media, which it could be with, with Aaron Rodgers... And time is running out on Zach Wilson. Like, it, wasn't this his second year? Right? Third, right? He was in with Tua. Was he? No. Or was he after No, Tua? it was the year after Tua because he was the second pick in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Burrow yeah. was the number one and Tua yes. was five. Yes. So, yeah, no, no, no. So, he, this but, is, this is, he, so he's going into his third year. So, think about this. But haven't they already given up on him, though, honestly? I mean, at but this you point? have. That's my point. That's my point. He's already has two years, right? Yep. So, you have three years left. Right now, you're not using the fifth year option anymore. So, you have two years left. So, how long are you keeping Rodgers in car? And so, let's say Rodgers you keep for two years. So then what do you do with him in his fifth year? You're going you're gonna to pick up the, you're gonna, in the fourth year, you're going to pick up his fifth year option? No, you're not. Because he hasn't played. So he hasn't proven to you mentally or physically that he can get the job done. Why wouldn't you? The problem is right now you have to try to stay with him because of optics. And you, you, in order to trade him now, you might have to give up a pick in order for somebody to take them. They won't even give you a pick because you're also paying him number two money. So they're like, well, wait a minute. No, he's got a cap number of whatever. You got to give me something to take this contract out because I don't even know if this kid can get it done. Remember what they had to do with uh, Osweiler? That they had to trade a second round pick and the Browns took it just to get the second rounder. They had the cap space. They didn't care. So they literally bought a second rounder for $15 million. These are the things the Browns do. Wow. So now you've, this is another drama for the Jets. And let me tell you, the Jets, if you're a Jet fan, you had a window years ago with Rex Ryan and, and, um, 
Mark Sanchez. And that window was ruined because Mark Sanchez wasn't good enough. You could beat the Patriots. You could get to the AFC Championship game and all that. You were good enough to maybe even get to a Super Bowl, and but you could have won it with the right quarterback because you had the defense, you had the line, and you had the running game. You had the main elements in order to win a, a Super Bowl except for the QB, which is the ultimate ingredient and the straw that stirs the entire drink. And you think about it now, the Jets, I'm not saying the window is as close as that one, but it, this is a pretty good team. The Jets have a pretty good team that if they get a quarterback, they're going to be able to make some noise. That defense is for real, and they've got the offensive weapons right now. They might be a little questionable on the offensive line with some of the injuries, and Becton can't stay healthy and all that, so that might be a little bit of a challenge for them. But overall, their team is pretty good, man. And now you've, you've got this mess with the quarterback situation, the mess that everybody is trying to resolve every year, the quarterback situation. Knight, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says uh, Mahomes might be the only QB safe bet. Probably. Yeah. So you want to say your young QB, you want, you want your young QB to know the earth is flat. What about having its entire family disowned him? Well, we have the mentor for you, A.A. Ron. <laughs> Basketball Jones says, grateful for Fangio and Ronaldo coming aboard. Still don't know why Pat Sertan left for FSU. Well, he probably wants to grow that way. So he can become a defensive coordinator there where he then can take over and and, uh, and, and become a head coach and then get to... He, he probably feels he can climb the ladder a little faster this way. Put it that way. Oh, yeah, but it's a crowded room, right? Because Ronaldo yeah. Hills, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan. Right. Ronaldo Hills, the passing game... Coordinator. Coordinator. It, it starts getting a little crowded, as you said, with the Eric Bieniemy thing is you got to start, right? You got to step out and, and make some challenges and make a name for yourself. And he's a recruiter. And apparently he, he must love college recruiting. He must love it because that's what he's going to do now. Can't, uh, you know, we, we can't argue with the heart, man. And if Pat Sertan's heart wants to be in college, he was in high school for a while. So he might, he, maybe he wants to deal with young men instead of grown-ass men that are making money already. Who knows? Uh, what else? Uh, do, 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 do. Lamar Jackson is like Justin Herbert in that they both will wow you with their talent, but it doesn't uh, translate into winning games. Winning big games, too. Does it teach anything on dark matter? Brett Dodgers asking Dougie Fresh. <laughs> oh, man. When sports and business collide, folks, we like doing something called the KSDTCPA Sports Business Report. Interesting. The Knicks, by the way, are reportedly looking for a new Jersey ad deal 
worth around $30 million, a significant jump from its previous patch agreement with the Squarespace, which ran from 2017 through last season. That deal paid out 15 to $16 million annually, half of what it's going to take the New York Rangers and other MSG-owned teams and assets. They're looking for Rakuten money, a marketing manager told Sports Business Journal referencing to the Golden State Warriors patch deal of 2017 reportedly worth $20 million annually, a record at that time. Now the Knicks, although it's like the Warriors and the Knicks cannot be compared, but oh, whatever. The Knicks could also be holding out for a deal similar to their neighbor, the Brooklyn Nets, who signed a deal with Weeble, in 2021 worth 30 million annually. Now, they had Durant then. You think Weeble really likes their deal right now? Yeah, they want to wobble the hell out. You know? So, there you go. They're going after a big patch. And I get it, it's New York, so it's a big market and Madison Square Garden and and I I'll give them credit. That arena's always packed no matter how crappy that team is or mediocre or average or whatever. Always packed, man. Impressive as hell. I will say that, and they haven't been good for a long, long time. I know that at least they're half decent now, but, you know, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. All right, what do you got? Big O, do you uh, have any wrestling shirts? Nope. Sean has never given me a wrestling shirt. So, what was that? Is that like most of my wrestling shirts? I've never purchased a wrestling shirt. They've all been gifted to me, or you know, when you when you travel and you work with them, they usually give you. You can go in and you can grab what you know, a couple things or whatever, and things like that. But I've never personally bought. Well, no, I take that back. I did buy one because I was buying one for my daughter, so I bought myself one. So I've bought one. Wrestling shirt myself. Not like, like you. You go to concerts and you go, and you have you almost leave every concert with the shirt. Almost. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm almost yeah. the way you talk. So yeah, yeah. This is interesting. I, I probably start doing more of that. But the problem with that is that then you have one for each wrestler. By the time, you know, you're you're you're, you're leaving at twenty five dollars a shirt. I'm I'm spending uh, oh. you know, three hundred dollars on on shirts. Three hundred. Because they got a tour shirt, they got a. a oh no! I see. Got their own one shirt. trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's me at an Iron Maiden concert. Yeah, I'll okay, take that okay. one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Do you have any extras? One. You don't have a. Yeah, give me number two in two uh, XL. Give me a number three in two XL. Give me a number eight in two XL. Give me that hat. I want that uh, that uh, lanyard and give me the, you know yeah that's that's me at the Iron Maiden concert you and you too. Greta doesn't happen much because they're they're, I buy more of their stuff. What's that called? The uh, off market or whatever it's called. Like not their like the stuff that they create for their own band. It's not that strong, but everything that's I don't know what it's called off market or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like other people are making it. It's actually a cooler, than the stuff that Greta makes for themselves. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's like the weirdest thing. So I reached out to Manny to find out more on the Cavender Twins thing. Oh yeah, they are. They are not. There's no band on them, and and, and post no postseason band. Okay, all right. And, so. and that's because it happened before the new rules were put in place before January first. Okay, and on the fine party, saying probably tens of thousands 
of dollar as far as like you know when they said a percentage of well it can't there. be that much and um said, the women's game at um does not produce a lot yeah, of money one percent of revenue there it's like <laughs> hey we lose money dude <laughs> You owe us, buddy. I, uh, we yeah, got you. I have a hard time believing they're cutting any kind of profit in women's basketball at the University of Miami. Uh, baseball struggles to cut a profit, and they've got a pretty cool thing going on in yeah, baseball. Very good thing going on. Right yeah, now. that 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 that's. They, they that, got the Bash Brothers there again now. They're third in the in the the NCAA in home runs already. Yeah, they, let me tell you something. They home runs out of there. those. The, and the whole atmosphere they got going on with the food and everything, that that's one of the best deals in town. Did you see a new thing now? No. You can get the shake. You can order it from the app and then walk up and get it. You don't have to, like, stand in line anymore. Wow. That is awesome. And then the one thing that he said was, and he wanted to make sure, is the importance is this is the first time the NCAA has handed out sanctions on NIL. Okay. And, of course, it happened to the Hurricanes. And there we go. <laughs> Yeah, baby. And if you get a chance, go to The Athletic, read the article. It's written by Nicole. Um, let me see if I still have it up here. I do not. Nicole, I know who it is. Nicole, um, uh, do, 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 do. I know I know who she Nicole is. Nicole Arbach. 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 Yeah, so how do you say it she there? Does but, a very, uh, she does a very good job. It goes a little more in detail in there because it had to do with, I don't know if everybody remembers, the picture that John Rees posted with the Cavender twins before the thing. That was the kind of the big details in uh, how everything went down. So, all right. Uh, so, yep, there you go. So, I don't have any wrestling shirts, and that's Sean's fault. And the other thing is, in the article, it says that right now this is the only UM sport that that this happened, but there are other NIL things going on. Not necessarily UM, but right, in, other schools. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Since this mess started. Everybody's not going to be perfect on it. Uh, Doug says, Sean, why would a wrestler grapple befer, uh, prefer to be positioned in the center of the ring or against the ropes in cage? Which is better and why? First off, Dougie, if you're grappling, you want to be near the cage. If you're, if you're doing UFC title, you want to be near the cage, so you can use the cage to propel yourself off and things like that. If you're in the wrestling ring and you're putting on a show, you don't want to be against the ropes because then the entertainment value lacks. So I will say you want to be in the center of the ring for pro wrestling, probably more toward the cage if you're a grappler in the cage because you use the cage as a weapon. And by the way, I need to do the close. This has been your KSDT CPA Sports Business Report. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDT CPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. All right, all right, all right. Yes, sir. Uh, by the way, tomorrow is the Drone Racing League. It'll be at Lone Depot Park. Twelve of the best drone pilots racing 90 miles an hour through a spectacular aerial course. Can't wait to go see that tomorrow. The NFL's fastest player in the world, baby. Miami Dolphin wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'm saying it, okay? He is launching his all-new DRL tradition, the first flight, so you get to see Tyreek there. All right. 
Mayor Francis Suarez is celebrating his appointment as the DRL Miami Drone Commissioner to advocate for continuing tech innovation in the Magic City. And the post-race 400 drone light show, courtesy of Algorand. I'm a big supporter of Algorand, the leading high-performance blockchain. So there you go. Race tickets, by the way. Uh, If you want to find out more about them, uh, you can go to the website and you can find out more and you can get your tickets if you want to go and you got to park in the west lot one by the way uh over there if you want to uh, check it out so i think it's west lot i think that's where they have it uh and go to drone racing league so you can find out more droneracingleague.com if you want to get your tickets okay what's that what happened? Red Dodgers got a shirt idea for us. Big O, you need to do a T-shirt that says, Big O knows wrestling on the front and just ask Sean on the back. Okay, I like that. That makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. Uh, Big O, what's your opinion about Ramsey and Wagner? Uh, I've already talked about it. No on Ramsey, yes on Wagner. Many, many times already, but yes. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I don't think we have much else left, man. We, uh, we might be down to your questions now. By the way, the MLS, do you realize they're starting their 28th season this year? 28th season, and St. Louis is making its debut today, uh, this weekend, and they are the 29th team. Okay, so for people that think soccer isn't growing, they're up to 29. They had 10 teams in 2004. So after the contraction of Miami and Tampa and all that, they were down to 10 teams in 2004. Since then, they have grown the, te- the league to 19 more teams. A 30th team is coming next year. San Diego and Vegas right now are the leading candidates. But they say Detroit, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Tampa Bay are also possibilities for expansion sites. So they've already got their eye on 34 teams probably down the line. Because if they tell you that San Diego and Vegas are the leading candidates, but Detroit, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Tampa Bay also want teams, you're going to pick up cities now. And those are pretty big cities. Phoenix is a good city for it. I like Sacramento. You know why? Because they don't have anything going on. They only have the Kings. And so if you, those are the kind of towns that that works well. Because you don't have the other four pro teams. No other competition. Yeah, you don't have a baseball team competing there's not against even them. There, there's not even like college, is there? Sacramento? No. There no. Any colleges that there's a university there, but it's not, but again, it's nothing, no. Nothing to take away, like a University of Miami type thing down here or anything right. like that. So, yeah, that's. But it's, it's already at 29, going to be at 30 teams soon. And they'll expand even more when you see these teams. Because I, I, I believe Tampa Bay deserves a team. I, I think they're a really good soccer town, and they can be a great soccer town if they get the right owner, you know, mm-hmm. overall there. Phoenix is a big town. That's a great place. Although, I'm, I'm thinking Phoenix, boy, you it's definitely one with a roof. It's got to be indoor, right? Yes. I mean, Guaranteed. you almost want to have that home field advantage, though, in a way. Yeah, no, but That no. dry heat up there? Oh. No, that's too dry. They would, they would be like... Yeah, it's like Vegas. Every 15 minutes, they'd be doing a break, right? If, break if Vegas gets minutes. it, it has to have a roof. Yeah, they'll probably play a reliant. San Diego sure. doesn't need it. San Diego's good without a roof. 
because they they their temperatures are cool and they're they're you know their summers aren't yeah, really. Yeah, because these are going through the summers. Yeah, they don't have they don't have the humidity we have and all that. So San Diego, like San Diego, well Detroit, you would you don't really need a roof. First month in April, you might get some ugly stuff because it happens. Because I've seen it in the Tigers. That's when true. In baseball, baseball, yeah, they got I've snow seen and cold days yeah. for the Tigers early on. So that may happen, but that's no big deal. You can get through it. And the summer is not going to be nearly as hot. It'll be hot, but not nearly as bad. In Sacramento, you can get away with the same thing. You're up north. You're you're fine. You can get away without the roof. But Tampa, you need a roof. If it's retractable or not, that would help. Uh, if not, you can play without it. Phoenix and Vegas, for sure, you need roofs. But, man, it's already growing to 30 teams next year. 29 this year. So for you anti-soccer people, you know, you're wrong. It is growing. It's becoming a bigger sport. And young people, remember, the rest of us are dying off, okay? The, the future is more for soccer than our our present and our past you know that those are the lesser fans of your soccer fans like i'm a freak you know 56 year old and cuban-american my god there aren't a lot of cuban-americans that like soccer very few very very few i mean you look at it overall a lot of the caribbean countries like cuba's not really big into soccer neither is puerto rico you know what i mean you got to go more to the islands like Haiti, Jamaica. You know, the Dominican Republic doesn't care about soccer. You know, they may have. By the way, how cool is it that the Haitian women made the, the World Cup? I got to say, you know, uh, my first two years in my, in my career, I worked at WKAT and WLQY. And uh, I worked with a lot of Haitians and their, and, and their programming. And... I had such a great experience working uh, with the Haitian community. And when I saw that, um, you know, I got a soft spot in my heart for, for Haitian people because I've had a lot of good experiences with them and, uh, and good people, hardworking people, family-oriented people. And um, I'm going to be outside, of course, our girls. You got to root for USA, always number one. But I, I, I will be rooting for Haiti, man. I will be rooting for Haiti because that, that country's been through hell and back. They're still in, well, they're not back. They're still in hell. That country's being run by gangs. You know what I mean? There's no organization there. And it's just, it must be hell to live in Haiti. It must be hell. So for those ladies to fight through all of this and qualify for the World Cup, that is such an amazing accomplishment by those women. Uh, I will be rooting for Haiti. I will be. I got to tell you. That is, you can, bet, you can bet the house on that one. I don't know how long, how far they'll get. I don't even know if they'll get past the first round, but I definitely wish them the best. That is so cool. Oscar says, soccer has grown a lot in the Cuban community. Maybe young Cubans. Uh, C. Dola, Haitians are awesome. Shout out to North Miami. <laughs> Frankie says, Junior Fripo. From Leeds is Dominican and Mario Diaz from Real Madrid. That doesn't still make Dominicans big into soccer, bro. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Oh, Let's see. Um, big O, Nelson is saying, have you ever had pizza from a spot called Miami's Best Pizza? 
Oh, yeah, on US-1 by, uh, by UM, right? Yeah, I remember that. Used to be on US-1 by UM near the old Specs Music. Real good pizza. They moved it. It's now on the other side of US-1. Yeah, it's... Um, is it on... Is that the one on 57th Avenue across right under the uh, the highway? Is that is that where it's at right there next to, what is it, like a chef's place or something? Fat people remember food spots. You know, I never get anybody on the, on the chat board every time I say stuff about fat people and food landmarks. Because well, I'm fat, right? And they all know, right? Fat people can't argue that. Like a fat person can't say, you're a liar, O. <laughs> nobody meet, ever meet argues me at that. the Burger King down by the tree. Yeah, bro. No, nobody ever argues that. Nobody ever argues that. For years, I always, I've always used that, that fat people use food places as landmarks. Because we do. We know where all the fat, fat food places are that got us fat. Uh, not fat, horizontally challenged. <laughs> uh, John Gieb, thank you for the love in the super chat. He says, hey, oh, after watching the Senior Bowl, is there any lesser-known prospects that really intrigued you that you would like to see drafted by Miami? God, I got to look at the roster now. I don't know if I have the roster on me now. I, I, here's my problem, John. I did not lie to you guys while I was there, and I told you, I did not watch practice heavily. You know, I, I was too busy catching up with people and talking and glancing and all that. I, I really would have needed Sean there uh, throughout the week because Sean would have filmed everything, and he probably would have given me some, he would have shown me some stuff. Where, hey, look, do you see this, that, or whatever? Because I was just walking around talking to a lot of people, so I am not a great example of what to, you know, let me see if I, I don't think I have it here, do I? Well, because it was last month, and I think I already put those away, unfortunately. So I don't, I don't think I have my notes here. I don't know if I have it. Let's see if I, let's see if I have it here. I have my notes because I did take some notes of a couple guys I did see that I liked. I don't see it here, unfortunately. Um, Frankie, thank you. He says, let's go, Jesus Martinez. Let's go enter Miami this weekend. Let's beat Montreal, man. Would be nice. Huh? Joseph, right, is the guy? Yeah. I'm going to the Senior Bowl rosters now and see if I can do it that way and then see if it'll, it'll jog my memory. Troy Ortiz is asking if we've ever eaten at the Big Cheese. I have. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I've eaten there a few Are times. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, were, they were a sponsor of ours. Yes. But I've been eating at the Big Cheese since I was young, and I, uh, I love the, uh, the garlic rolls there. Are you kidding me? I had the lasagna when I went to scorch the pizza, too, as well, and the yeah. garlic rolls are tremendous. Yes, yes. Um, let me see, let me see. Okay, here we go. Um, I've got it up. And, and the roster, too. 
Um, trying to see if I can remember any of these names that uh, I saw out there. Oh, man. This is great radio, by the way. Me going over this and people just waiting patiently and tuning out and dropping while I'm trying to figure out and jog my memory of some of these guys that I saw. Oh, Cameron Peoples. I love the big running back from Appalachian State. He uh, He's a bruiser, not necessarily a big guy, but he can definitely run, bro. I mean, I was, I was impressed with him uh, overall. Um, hmm. Let's see. Ronnie Belkid was lights out the wide receiver. Watching him play. Not that they need a receiver, but he was one of those guys that really stood out to me. Um, trying to think here. Just going through the names on each of the rosters and trying to remember the guys that I liked. Hmm. Oh, um, here we go. I know we're in the in this position. Uh, offensive lineman. The, the guy from the small school. What's his name? Uh, by the way, none of the quarterbacks did anything for me. I did not like any of the quarterbacks. Uh, the Tulane kid, T Taj Spears, was fantastic. I like him a lot. I thought he played really, really well overall. Man, I'm trying to remember the offensive lineman from the smaller school that was kind of a, an interesting dude um, that I saw, and, and I think it was on the other roster. Chattanooga, I think it is, right? Was it Chattanooga? He's a late-round pick, like a project, and I thought that that dude would be interesting because he plays a little offensive. He plays tackle, and he plays guard. little raw, but he might be not a guy that I like, oh, my God, he's awesome. Curtis McClendon, UT Chattanooga. I thought he did a nice job showing some versatility, but he's a late-round pick is a guy. He's more of a, he's more of a, um, a uh, project is what I would call that guy. Who's the other guy that I saw that I thought did all right? Um, uh, obviously, Jawan, uh, the uh, Dewan Jones kid from Ohio State, you know, that, that guy was a beast. But I'm not telling you anything there. That's not really anything earth shattering there out of those guys. And it's, I'm having trouble remembering all the guys, to be quite honest with you. Again, that's my fault because I didn't pay attention as much as I normally would. Next year, I'll probably pay attention a lot more to practice. Uh, and probably next year, we'll take Sean. We'll drag his ass out to the Senior Bowl. But there are a couple guys I got to remember. You know what? I'll see if I remember my notes from... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll grab my notes from the studio on Monday, and I'll see if I'll go over a couple more again. But I, if you go back... By the way, all you have to do is go back to the shows from the Senior Bowl. I talk about them during the Senior Bowl. Every day, 
I go over them because I had little notes. So you actually, that's the beauty of all of this. You can go back to the, hell, you probably made segments about them. I don't necessarily know if you made that many segments about because usually you, taught, you talked about it on a, it like might be included passing. in one of the rants yeah, well, because you're talking about something else. You're like, oh, speaking of that, we were talking about. Yeah. I remember the UT Chattanooga guy now that you brought him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, go look at, go well, listen to the shows from the Senior Bowl during that week, and I talk about it. The second day, obviously, no, you don't want to listen to the first day because there's nothing there. It's the second day and the third day and the fourth day that you want to listen because then that's where I'm going to tell you about guys that I saw the day before. That's what you want to do. Uh, let's see. Oh, there might be some hope for the Panthers. Uh-oh. Chris Drieger. Drieger. Remember Drieger. him? Yes, the goalie. He's been placed on weaver, uh, waivers. I almost said weavers. <laughs> on waivers by the crack. Drieger on weavers. Drieger's on weavers. Drieger weaver. Uh, so, okay, Chris Drieger. All right. I have no idea how good he played or how bad he played or whatever, but he was a guy. Listen, when he was in golf for us, he did some stuff. He did at least all right. Those certain, you know, those little games that he did for us. He did all right. He did all right. Oh, have you ever seen Sean eat at the Big Cheese on US One? I've never seen him eat at, at at the Big Cheese, but if he said he's eating at the Big Cheese, then he's eating at the Big Cheese. Fat people don't lie about what they've eaten either. We 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 take pride in what we eat. Okay. Even if it's a hot dog on a roadside uh, uh, gas station. 7-Eleven. I had one yesterday. You had one from 7-Eleven? Two chili cheese dogs from 7-Eleven. That's probably what happened to you last night. Maybe. Maybe it caught up to me. I was good up until... Uh, what's with this show and hot dogs? <laughs> gas station hot Hey, dogs. no, you didn't, feel what I, you didn't feel what I felt, bro. No, Thank no. the Lord. I just think my my. Thank the Lord you yeah, didn't feel no, what no, I no, felt. No, no, I've never felt that, brother. It took me over a week to get back to normal again. Over a freaking week after I had that damn hot dog, I swear it was like ten days. Ten days that like my system was like okay back to normal again, and it wasn't reacting still. It's probably for every day it was on a little spinner. <sighs> Jesus, dude, it was bad. <laughs> Oh man, that was that 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 tore me up. That was that was pretty bad. That was not acceptable. Where is the market, by the way? How bad is it? Twenty three thousand one hundred and thirty. So it's gone down like another seven hundred dollars. But let me see. Let me give you a little nugget here. Uh, Ada is at thirty six and a half cents. What a steal! Adam is at $13 right now, a terrific price. Not a steal, but a good price. V-Chain, it was over $0.03. Cents. It was like the 3.2. It's down to 2.78. So it's under three pennies. It's at two and three quarters of a penny. Let me tell you something. The Asian market is coming. They are, the Chinese and the Japanese are infusing a lot of cash into crypto V-Chain is going to explode. Chinese retail now will be able to invest in their own, and V-Chain will be that. Uh, so that is a deal right now. I'm just telling you things I would do. I am not a financial advisor by any stretch, just a guy that loves crypto. Um, Polkadot, under $7, I'm buying. You know, I've gotten it much cheaper, but in the six, 660 range that it's at now, it is cheap. Gala. 
is a steal still at 4-1 right now. It's just barely over four cents. It went down at as low as two. I got it down in the two cent area a bunch, but I would buy a bunch now in the four cent area with no problem. Deal, deal, deal. Algorand is down to 25 cents right now. I think that's a steal. Mana, Decentraland, very, not a steal, but a very good entry price at 66 cents right now, down 4%. These are really, really good. Really good deals. Really good deals. By the way, again, not a financial advisor by any stretch. Remember I gave you guys in August Aletheia. Artificial intelligence, it was under a penny. It got to nine cents. It's now at the five cent, five and a half cent range, I think. I wonder if it's gone down a little bit more now because of this, uh, of this little dip here. Okay, it got, it went, it was, when I told you about it in August, it was under a penny, okay? And it got to nine pennies. You were able to nine time your money, or eight, at least eight, eight plus times your money, okay? And Aletheia now, even with the dip, is at five and a half cents. Okay, even with this dip, it, it won't go any lower than five and a half cents now. When it got to nine, it's gone down to five. Not too back under a penny. Back to five only. That's been their floor. And, and so think about it. You could have made your money or you could sell right now and still make a lot of money. And you like to find those. They're high risk. Okay? But I'm going to go high risk again. Okay? I've been telling you about Star Atlas for a while. And Star Atlas is still under a penny. And Star Atlas is getting their mojo back after the whole FTX collapse and all that kind of stuff. They are now adding more stuff to their, their, their platform. I think it's going to be one of the greatest games that's out there. And the metaverse and gaming is going to explode in the next bull run. And I love Star Atlas. And I got a bunch of Star Atlas. Super risky. Super risky. But this is how you make your money when you, if you hit the right one like I did with Aletheia and you nine time your money, is that all right when you nine time your money? It's half decent, right? So Star Atlas is one. Now, again, not a financial advisor. I'm just telling you what my crazy ass is doing and what I like. There's another coin that I got into and it's under a penny and it's called Jasmine. And it's right now over half a cent. It's at 62. Okay? So it's way under a penny right now. So you think about it. If it gets to, to 1.2 cents, you will double your money. Jasmine is Japanese. And, it is, and, and, and Japan and China now, their governments are allowing them now to invest in crypto. They're opening up. They're creating crypto hubs. They're, they're getting smart. A lot smarter than we are in this country, unfortunately, because we have stupid people in our government. Jasmine is considered the Bitcoin of Japan. Okay, it has uh, it it it, uh, it it specializes in private storage. It specializes as money, as a coin, uh, travel, 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 Rama, travel. Travel something, um, damn it. Most of you know uh, this company. Uh, I tweeted it out yesterday. If you follow me on Twitter, 
you'll get some of these things ahead of time before I even talk about them. Uh, uh, Travala. You've heard of that, uh, Travala, the, uh, the, the travel site? Travala? Well, they, they, t- they just teamed up with Jasmine. No, Travala. Travala. Yeah, this is it right here. See? Travala. Okay? And they've, and they've got 178,000 people following them on Twitter. They just teamed up with Travala, where you can actually pay for your, your travel with Jasmine. Because Jasmine's also a, you know, um, money at the same time. And I think this is a coin that's going to explode. And especially in Japan, it's going to explode because it might be one that's going to be used as currency inside that country. And it's going to be used as currency for other... And they do other things. They got a blockchain. They got all kinds of stuff. It is a, a very interesting company. And it's run by two Sony executives. And those two Sony executives have cut deals with Sony already. They cut deals with Toyota. Their technology and AI is inside the Toyotas now. Okay? And Jasmine, okay? Let me just give you a little, a little nugget here and digging, and digging some stuff for Jasmine as I'm, as I'm uh, trying to figure all this stuff out. Um... JNA, which is their, their, their letters, uh, apparently Apple, Siemens, Panasonic, Canon, Honda, Mitsubishi, Nissan, etc. JNA services are all brands with embedded devices and AI tech. So they're partnerships with JNA who provide the tech for these other companies. Just telling you, okay? I mean, I, I kind of try to do my homework with all this kind of stuff and see what they're tied to and who owns these companies. These two Sony executives left Sony to create this. And then they turned around and went and cut a, a, a deal with Sony right away. And with Toyota alone. And then I mentioned all these other ones. Jasmine. You could lose everything. Okay? All right? Just like I told you with Alethea when it was under ascent. You could lose everything. Or you could make a lot of money. One of the two. And Star Atlas, for me, is the same way. You could lose everything, or you can make a lot of money. But the thing is, when it's under a penny, you don't have to put in a ton in order to make a ton. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why, you know, it's nice to invest in a coin that's $3 or $8 or $80. That's a great coin. It's great to invest in a stock that's $150. Like, let's say Tesla went down 106 but how many shares can you buy at 106? How many shares do you buy uh, with $106 when it's under a penny? When it's at just over half a penny. Okay? Again, super high risk. Like Aletheia, it was high risk. It was under a penny. It went to nine. We hit a home run. I've been on Star Atlas for a while, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting patiently. I think 2023, the back end of 2023, and especially 2024 for us that hold Star Atlas, I think we're going to enjoy ourselves big time. Jasmine, we'll see. We'll see. The bull run's about to start. When it starts, I think the bull run's going to start far east before it starts here. I think it's already starting in the far east. And I think Jasmine is going to be part of it. So, again, I am not a financial advisor. So please go seek real financial advice to other places. 
I am just a dude that loves crypto and loves to be into it. Yeah, um, Jonathan, you're Sheba's, I'm, you're two years behind, bro. I, I talked about Sheba two years ago. I made my money on Sheba and so did others. And, you know, I'm still, I still have my Sheba, but that's, that's old news, bro. Old news. So I'm just trying to give you something that I am freshly into in Jasmine. And I, I just find it to be a very intriguing coin with a company that's got a ton of potential led by two powerful individuals that are very well connected in, 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 uh, in the Japanese culture. And they have obviously a lot of ties to these companies and they're already, you know, their technology is already advancing to, you know, deal with them. So I'm just saying, you know, those of you that went on with the Aletheia ride with me, you know you're loving me, okay? You know, you know that if you got into Aletheia, you're like, dude, thank you so much. And I'm not saying that's going to happen with Jasmine or with Star Atlas, but I'm just telling you I love those two, and they're super dangerous, they're super risky, but they are low caps, so they can double, triple, quadruple, 10, 20, 40, 100 times over, 1,000 times over they can go. Seriously. You know? Think about it. If you bought 50,000 shares of Jasmine under a penny, it's just over half a penny, whatever the math is, think about if each of those coins can go to a dollar, which it can, by the way. It's got enough room to go, grow easy to a dollar. So, just saying. Just one of those things. But anyway, there you go. Those are... Uh, Yes, it is Jasmine, J-A-S-M-Y. Yes, you will see a, um, it's an orange logo. Let me see if I can, before I get off the air, just in case if any of you are interested. By the way, you can get it on Exodus. Those of you that I've been telling you about Exodus and, and Trezor, on Exodus, you can actually get it. What you do is you purchase, you know, a Litecoin or Soul or whatever, and then, and then swap it. And you can do something like that. Um, let me make sure, let me give you guys the logo, so that way you know what the hell you're looking for. Here we go. Put Jasmine logo and it doesn't come out, but you put Jasmine crypto and it comes out. Do they see that, Sean? Oh, I haven't. I'm a little delayed there. Like that? That's better like that? Right there. There you go. That's the logo. You see that logo? That's Jasmine. Again, super risky. I'm just telling you. But this is where I like to come in and take a chance with something like this because what we did with Aletheia we hit big, you know, you hit big. You put 100, you got 900. You put 1,000, you had 9,000. You put 10,000, you had 90,000. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it was, whatever you could afford, you, you nine times that bitch, you know? And, you're, and by the way, you should have taken your profits and your investment, and now it's at five and a half, and you leave it there, you, you leave the rest of it there, and ride the rest, and you're, you're, you're home free, man. The rest is like cake. 
that happens from there on out. Uh, Big O, do you, do you think the Dolphins do a uniform switch this year? I don't know. I have no idea. I would love it, my brother. Love it. Uh, what? I can't trust you, Big O? <laughs> you can trust that what, what, I, what I sell, what I endorse, what I am doing, you can, you can count on that I'm doing it with you. So if you lose, I lost too. You know what I mean? I took my chance also. And I risked it and I lost it. And hey, shit happens, man. You know, but I'd love to tell you guys about these kind of things before, you know, everybody, the, the, the AI stuff, it's all now, right? Everybody talk about AI. I was talking about it in August. Nobody was talking about AI in August of last year. I was the only one telling, hey, there's this coin called Aletheia. Aletheia Artificial Intelligence Token. You know, and it's really weird, and people are like, oh, what? And now it's, everybody's talking about Aletheia. You know, everybody's talking, it's all over the damn place. So before people start talking about Jasmine, I'm going to tell you about Jasmine now. Okay, just like Star Atlas, before people, you know, got, I, I don't even know if Star Atlas still has really caught on big enough yet. You know what I mean? But that's, this is what we have to do. You know what I mean? You can invest in great companies like Cardano and Ethereum and Polkadot and Avalanche and Optimism and all that, but they're, they're already advanced. Maybe Optimism, not as much as those. Optimism is a great investment. And, and these are gonna grow over time with, I have no, I, I have you know investments in all of those and I have total confidence in those, but I love hitting on the SHIB early. I love hitting on Aletheia early. Right, and we've hit on those early. I've told you about those. We're two, we're two for two on the high-risk ones, okay? We told you about SHIB when it was at six. It got to 91. Six to 91. I don't know how many times that is, but that's a crap ton of times you turned over your money. And then I hope you sold it at the, at the top, and then obviously it's come way down. But it's come down to 12 and 13 where we got it at 6. You know that the money I still have is doubled sitting there. And I'm waiting for it to grow again because I already got my profits out. I already got my investment out. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to let the rest ride now for the next bull run for SHIB. Star Atlas has not made its run yet, and it's under a penny. And... Uh, and what's it called? And Jasmine has not made its run yet, and it's just over half a cent. So that's why I tell you, okay? We hit on SHIB, we hit on, on Aletheia. These are my next two high-risk coins. But again, you must have patience in all of this. You gotta hang in there and let it grow, and eventually when you hits, take your profits, take your investment, and then leave a portion to ride the rest and enjoy it, okay? So there you go. That's my uh, that's my crypto bro show moment for you to end the show. And uh, we uh, thank the great Larry Schlossberg, Pat Nasto, Tony Stampone, all the great people out here. Mr. Zinn, of course, for being a proud sponsor of our program. We love it as always. For I think we're going on 13, 14 years or something. It's something ridiculous. We've I, I got to go back and check. 
it's all the way back to uh, when we were at uh, at um, 640 Sports, man. It's been a long, long time, and they've been really, really good to us, and we appreciate them. Uh, we thank, of course, that man right there that makes it all happen every day. I love this guy. Love working with him every single day. Sean Stanley. What, what do we got? Did I miss something? Oh, yes. Monday, that's right. Monday, we're at Hialeah Park, 3 to 6. Instead of Thursday, because where am I all week starting on Tuesday? I'm at the NFL Combine. So we'll be at the NFL Combine all next week. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday. Uh, we'll be broadcasting from there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we'll be heading back on Saturday. Maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do a crypto bro show on the road from Indy. You never know. I'm 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 kind of crazy like that. How you doing, baby? And so uh, you never know. But next week we'll be at the combine. We'll have all kinds of uh, nuggets and information. I will try to unearth as much as possible. I appreciate all of you out there. Thank you all for supporting us. EJ Barro says, I trust Big O's crypto boiler room in Hialeah. <laughs> EJ Barro says, that's a 1,500 plus return. Yeah. We knocked it out with SHIB. We knocked it out. We told you about SHIB early on and it blew up. We told you about Aletheia early on and it blew up. And I'm just saying, these are my two next, next high risk coins that I'm in on. And... You know, I, I gave you the other two. If you wrote it with me, you made yourself some money. I hope that uh, we make money again this time around. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, if you wrote those other two, you have more than enough spare change to put a couple bucks in each of those. Put it that way. If you won money with me on Aletheia and you won money with me on SHIB, investing a little in Jabs Me and, and Star Atlas is not going to do you anything. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And it could become one hell of an investment. That's all I'm saying. So is, uh, is Jazz getting back in funding from Toyota? Uh, if so, may not be as... No, it's not, it's not a funding from Toyota, sir. It's, it's a partnership where they're feeding technology to Toyota. That they're using their technology. That's the idea, my friend. No, there's no funding. It's... Uh, it's they're like... Sony is using their technology. Apple will use it. Siemens will use it. All those big companies out there are going to use their technology. That's what it is, my man. So there you go. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, big O, do the Finns bring back AVG? I hope so. I hope so. I'm a big AVG fan. You guys know that. Anybody who watches this show knows I'm, I'm a huge Andrew Van Ginkle believer, man. I just think he's been underused at times. That's been his problem. All right. I'm out of here. Thank you, Sean. Thanks to Larry and everybody else out there. We'll see you. Uh, I probably will do a show, uh, a crypto show tomorrow, too. So we'll have a little crypto action for you. Y'all be good out there. Much love. See you tomorrow.